This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that is in palpable discord with certain individuals at Chelsea FC. What a mad old week. Eugene finally wielded the axe, and Jose Mourinho, the best manager in Chelsea's history, was sacked with the club one point away from the relegation zone. Right decision? Only time will tell. The immediate effect was a far better performance against Sunderland on Saturday and a much-needed three points. But the game seemed almost secondary to the atmosphere in the ground, which, whilst not quite as toxic as some had feared, certainly left the players and board in no doubt about how the supporters felt about their part in Jose Mourinho's downfall. For me... The blame should probably be apportioned equally, but what leaves me hurting most is the untimely reminder that we, the Chelsea supporters, are irrelevant when it comes to the egos of overpaid, unperforming players and managers and self-interested short-termist directors. I am Stamford Chidge, and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Football Fancast. No more heroes anymore! Yes, indeed. Quite right. Well, we're going to talk about having no more heroes uh, much later on the show, but I'm delighted to say I have three absolute heroes around the table with me tonight, and in no particular order, they are Dr. Mart. Good evening. Boo! Where were you oh, when we were shit? <laughs> How are you? I, I was there. I'm fine. Yeah, you I'm actually, good. to be really fair, Martin, you absolutely definitively were here when we were shit. Uh, yeah. You, I was part of that shit. You were, you were, you, you very much helped to cement that shit. You were on the shovel, weren't you? He on was. the shovel, yeah. He said shit. I'd got on the shovel. Anyway, good, shovel. good to see Martin with or without his teeth in. Uh, <laughs> we also have the lovely. Uh, well, he was wearing a beautiful hat. I have to say, Jonathan Kidd, 
That is, uh, it doesn't really fit. It doesn't fit you because your head is ginormous. I've got a big head. God, that fits perfectly. Your your head's bigger than mine. Who would have thought that? (laughs) Who would have thought that? (laughs) Is it a bit like? It does make you look like Arthur Smiley. Somebody, Andy, for example, can take a picture of Jonathan's hat because it is beautiful. It's a bit like that one that Lewis Hamilton was wearing on Sports Personality last year. Do you think he got it from the same shop? I got it from uh, a shop in German Street. I think it's a bit cheap. Actually, I think it's a lovely hat. Anyway, Jonathan, how are you? Nice to see you. Good. I'm still a bit croaky. I'm afraid. Get right. rid of this croak. But, no, it's uh, a bastard, isn't it? It is, but yeah. it, um, never mind. It's good to be on the program. Good to see you as always. And last, but by no means least, uh, Mr. Dan Levine. How are you? I'm not bad, thank you. Good, good. Busy week, Dan. Oh yeah. Can't think bit. why. Yeah, <laughs> can't think why at all. But there we go. This is Chelsea. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Absolutely. That sounds like a make a good chant. That we'll sleep when we're dead. We'll sleep when we're dead. We are Chelsea. We'll sleep when we're dead. Right now, uh, without further ado, I would like to say hello to uh, the lovely people with uh, who are with us in Mixler. There's loads of you as always. Um, 65, 65. I know. Oh, great. Yeah, loads in seconds. Second. Um, I can't mention you all, so I'll just say a collective hello to all of you. It's lovely to see you in there. And a particularly nice to see Diane in here because I was having a few mm. beers with Diane. Diane and, and, and your lovely dad, Diane, who bought me a few pints on Saturday, which was very, very nice. Right. Without further ado, on the show tonight, we will be discussing the reaction to the players by Chelsea fans inside Stamford Bridge on Saturday. And we'll be asking, who are the rats? And does it really matter? In part two, we'll dissect the departure of Jose Mourinho and ask who is to blame? Were the club merely taking care of business? And how does Michael Emanalo get away with it? In part three, we'll ask, does this all mean that there are no more heroes anymore when it comes to football? And what next for the circus that is Chelsea Football Club? Uh, and to wrap up in part four, we'll have the usual roundup of Chelsea supporters' news, including, Jonathan, I put your notice now, yes. two absolutely brilliant emails that have been sent am in. Am I allowed to read them out? You are. Do you think your voice will be able yes, to stand it? quite old, I'm afraid. Okay. We, we've got them. substitutes for you, should you need no, them. No, I could manage. They're cracking, mate, I tell you. Really, I mean, it just makes me realise how much more intelligent our listeners are than everybody are. around it. Yeah, absolutely. They should be on here. They should be. They, well, should, I, they should set up a rival uh, fan cast. Yeah, it's called, it's called the Chelsea Podcast. I think, or is it, or is it the Podding Shed, or is it London is Blue? I, I, there are so many. There are now so many, and yet we're award-winning. We are award-winning, but I, as I have said many times, somebody asked me this about about that kind of, you know, do I ever get the hump that there are lots? I said no, no, no. I said in my perfect world, the whole world will have nothing but Chelsea podcasts. You know, I don't want Man United ones or Arsenal ones, but like, I want the whole world to are be there Chelsea. Any? Well, just think, you know, if we had thousands of Chelsea podcasts, the world would be a much better much place. Better place. Wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we'd so, still be the award winning. We'd still win the awards, yeah, obviously, yeah. you know. Because uh, you can't, you know, quality, mate. Indeed. You know, quality. Without, to say the, so. cream, the cream will rise to the top. The yeah. cream will rise to the top. Anyway, don't forget, you lovely lot, there are loads of people in Mixler. It's rising every second as they've realised that 69. we are actually on air. 69, um, 69. So don't 69. forget that you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7 o'clock. And I'm, I, I am so going to do this. I'm, next season, or next year rather, I'm going to nick off, uh, off YouTube Martin Tyler going, and it's live! Because it is. I'm going to do that. I'm going to incorporate it into the show. Uh, but I'm we are live every Monday. Chichi, chichi. Every... I'm known for that. Actually. Yeah, but I'm going to nick the original. Live. I know. It's live. But Martin Tyler is... I know Martin Tyler is... And it's live! I could do that, though. I think, I think it's live! I, I think both of you could do it better than him. Oh, Martin. Or either of you, actually. You just, you just want a Christmas card. 
Anyway, um, yeah, so we are live at 7 o'clock on a Monday. And, of course, you can find us at Mixlr, M-I-X-L-R dot com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast, where you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page. And, of course, you can also tweet at Chelsea fancast during the show to tell us what you think about the games and anything else, Chelsea. Now, before I get into the meat and two potatoes of said show, I must say it is lovely to see Andy Silverman, who is in the Dr. Evil chair tonight. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, all. <laughs> yes, and how's your back, my friend? Sore, yeah, but we sold you on. Yeah, yeah. Poor Andy, he's still suffering from a bad back, but Less it's great to see him. More of a throne. He is. Yes, he's, he's, he's no, he's in the Doctor Evil chair, mate. Evil chair. All he needs is a big white pussy. A big white pussy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get that little yeah. finger in the mouth. As in so. Blofeld, doesn't you know? Yes, thank sir. you. I know. For those that Ernst Stavros Dan, Dan was clearly thinking very dirty thoughts. Me, there, Jonathan, he was. Wasn't Me, he? Jonathan knew exactly what I meant. Instantly. Instantly. All right. Uh, now, after this little stingage, uh, we're going to be talking about the Chelsea-Sunderland match, but not quite like you think we might. Right, let's start off. Uh, I have entitled the first part of this bit A Cauldron of Hate, uh, which, uh, contrary to popular opinion, is not a new band formed by DJ. Good name for one, though. Theatre yeah. of Hate were a great band. I don't know if you ever liked Theatre of Hate. Supported by Palpable Discord. Supported on by Palpable Discord, that's right. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, there, there were many, there were many people... Uh, Featuring the individual. There were many people thinking that it was going to be very uh, toxic and not in a Britney Spears way. <coughs> Uh, Sanford Bridge. I mean, I, I I thought that there'd be lots of chance for Jose Mourinho, and 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 there were, and there were, weren't there? I was quite glad about that. I thought it was I'm, great. Would you believe I was one of the few people to actually stand up for Jose? In what the, in, in the in, East? In, in the East stand, No, yeah. I'm not surprised in the least. Yeah, and I, I looked around and I thought, <laughs> come on, guys, make a bit more effort than that. There aren't too many people in the East stand who can stand up. There is, of course, that aspect of yeah. it. I, I must admit, I, I find it difficult. I well, don't you have someone some to stand up for you? Yeah, normally, but yeah. he wasn't there. No, I have to. I had to. You know, be. I've got my sticks with me. I have to put. Is, it up is there power? Discord between you and your butler, then. And uh, my butler, he's well, he's uh, he's um, uh, he's he's secretly a Man U fan, so he's hoping that. Is uh, that the first erection they've had on the East Middle for years? For me, by me standing up, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Isn't it lucky that Viagra is in fact a blue pill? It's very fitting, doesn't it? Um, I was really pleased that we had lots of chance of Jose Mourinho because I think that was. I mean, I I really do feel that it was absolutely within the right of the supporters to make a point, and I think the point to be made was. Jose Mourinho, I have to say, mate, I thought the funniest thing of all, we were talking about this in the pub before, weren't we? the funniest thing was, of all was, you know, vociferous Jose Mourinho chants, and then Branagh scored, and there was like a little ripple of applause, and then straight back to Jose Mourinho, <laughs> yeah, which right, I yeah. thought was really funny. But I think we should make a point of this, because, of course, in their usual way, the press have managed to miss a lot of this. But um, Oh, yes, did, I, you hear, did you hear uh, Jonathan Pierce? Didn't he yeah, mention but, um, I thought there was a bit of booing of the players' names, when, and I thought that was silly. It was. Then, but you see, people forget this, and this is important because this was not reported. The minute uh, the whistle went, what did we hear? There was a massive Chelsea, 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 and I thought that was absolutely spot on. It was like saying, "Now we're going to get behind the team because that's what counts." But nobody picked up on there that. There were some great moments actually of spontaneous, caref- carefree. <laughs> 
Chinch loves my hat. He's wearing it hat. now, everybody. I know, but I can't because he can't because he's got his on. The, 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 the wonderful, That's a bit Lewis Hamilton, though, isn't it? There was a wonderful, spontaneous moment of carefree. But oh, there were some wonderful, ridiculous long girls when nothing happened at all. The hat has been Thank passed you. around, everybody, by the way. Where, where, we're passing the Bruce When nothing happened and the, the Sunderland fans mm. were all saying it's like a library. And it Ouch. was. But it was but for it that was. period. It was. Oh, there was a kind of bubble going on, bubble of kind of resentment going on. And then somebody would do something good, and you could see people. Talk, and people were going around me, but not around me. I went down in the other parts of the of the of the crowd. Started started booing because because it, it with the ridiculousness of having Oscar suddenly playing out of his skin. Yeah. It was the best performance we've seen for about a year. Here, here's the thing: I address this to all of you. I mean, you know, what I, I mean, I'm picking up on what you're saying. Really, yeah, actually, one of the one of the thing. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Is that, is that a magic hat, Jonathan? Um, Jonathan's hat is ma- now Jonathan is magic. He, <laughs> he wears, wears a magic, magic hat. hat. If it, if it was a magic hat, he it presumably would make he, you. No, no, hang on. He used to be on the Chelsea podcast, but he said no. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it, 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 it can only truly be magic if when you wear it, it makes you look crap for ninety minutes. Oh dear. Look, That's very clever, Dan. Back very to clever. back to the point. It was quite interesting, wasn't it? Because I sat with Darren. Darren came and sat next to me for the second half, and. I, I, you know, I, I can't remember a game where I felt less animated. In fact, was less animated. And, and I think the point that you're making, it was actually, apart from the, the big Jose Mourinho chance, uh, it was quite quiet. People would, it was just a weird atmosphere. Well, it was, yes, I it did was, enjoy being tuned in up after 12 minutes, though. Yeah, I know. But it just kind and of... Everybody was analysing. Everybody was looking and commenting and talking amongst themselves because there was an enormous amount to talk about watching the, the players. And suddenly seeing these players... You know, actually play competently for a change. We scored a goal and open play. It's so yeah. odd, though, isn't it? That I mean, it was just. I mean, ev- I mean, surely everybody knew this. I mean, never has a game been more secondary in my experience to what was going on. Dan, I mean, you, you know, you're the most articulate amongst us by a long way. Tell me, tell me what you think about that. It it was very odd, and and, and you know, it, people sort of expect that I go around the country being paid to watch football. And I don't actually get to watch much football because I'm normally working writing things while the match is on. You'd be surprised how little football I see. But it was like everyone in the ground is wasn't it, is watching it, the Dan, football. Dan, is that a bit like when I'm home in my underpants watching it on the TV and I'm trying to tweet at the same time? Uh, sort of, but not quite. Okay. There's less lube involved. Um, anyway. <laughs> how does he know that? Oh, weird. How does he know that? <laughs> I think it's because of the stains. Oh, all right. Okay. No, fair enough. That's but, the trouble of having a black sofa, you see. Yeah. It it was a bit odd. It was a bit odd, and 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 it was like the game didn't need to be on. And it kept on people kept on saying, "Well, actually, there's a game on." Mm, it was really odd. I mean, I have to say, I mean, we were getting we were you and I were talking about this in the mm. pub, weren't we, earlier on? But the highlight of the match for me, and I, by the way, now people, I'm going to warn you, I am not doing match awards this week. I just, you know, not, there are no deserving awards. I'm not going to do them. It's but if there was one, it would absolutely go to. Uh, when we kept on scoring, the, the supporters going, where were you when we were shit? Hmm. I just thought that was the funniest thing I've heard at Stamford Bridge in uh, years. That was quality. Joseph Mourinho's name after every goal. Yeah, well. I just thought it was brilliant. I just thought that actually, I, I really do think that bar the booing of the players in, in the lineup, I thought the Chelsea supporters pretty much got it spot on. Hmm. You know, they, they we weren't toxic. We weren't pathetic. But I thought, I thought, you know, if you're going to make a point, that was the game to make the point in. And I think singing Jose Mourinho and Where Were You When We Were Shit was the right what balance. What did you chocolate. make of the signs? <laughs> well, I mean, I thought I thought Tritt's sign was okay. That was the hang your heads in shame. I thought Richards, you let us, you let Jose down, you let That's us okay. down was yeah. fine. But I've got to be honest, I thought the the rats one was a bit amateur. Hour, it's quite really. important to be able to spell a player's name right. I'm afraid so. It was a bit I mean, and also, we don't know. 
Well, we're gonna well. we're gonna. Oh, see, there we go. Look at this. I, it's almost as if Jonathan has been reading the script. Can I? Can I just give uh, a? Sorry, yeah, well, he had. You've just now ruined his perfect segue. Sorry. But I'll allow you to do that as it is you, Dan. But I, let it be noted that Jonathan has segued perfectly. Perfectly. I was just going to give a, be the hat, a little tip to anyone who wanted to write a sign featuring a player's name. If you look on the back of their shirt, it's spelled correctly there. All you need to do is copy and, it down. And it's in the programme. Yeah. I know. But here's another thing. I mean, you know, look, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, as far as I, I, you know, I'm a Democrat at heart. I know everybody who's listening says, what absolute rubbish, you know, you've never, you can't even, you you, exactly, you yeah. know, it's a chidjoxy and all of that. But what I'm saying is that I, I personally cannot boo a, a Chelsea player. I, I, I don't know. Anybody, I, 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 I can't I do it. You know, no. I cannot, I cannot do it. Well. Actually, actually, it doesn't matter what they've done, to be honest. I can't do it. I did ask the question of Oscar after he'd played, done a couple of flicks. I actually shouted out, why didn't you do that last week? Well, I think there's... Which a, the man behind me said, here, here. Yeah, well... I thought was rather lovely. <laughs> but I can't... Yes, here, 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 here. Everybody else said, "Where were you? We were shit." But yeah. you know, I, I can't boo a Chelsea player. I, I can no. give him the silent treatment, and I have been known to throw. I, I, I was, I, I came out with an absolutely wonderful um, John Candy esque uh, expletive session at Thibaut Courtois when he, he, he kind of he ran towards the ball and then yes. kind of like went. Ah! What do I do now? And I, I mean, Darren was just like he wetting did. himself because I just got up and I lost my shit, basically. The C word came out and I'm not talking Courtois. <laughs> uh, when you are. Jilton, he says we should take up a collection to, to buy uh, Fabregas a new magic hat or words to that effect. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but, um, you know, Jonathan did segue very, very well. And, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, the question I want to ask is who are the rats and does it matter? But let's start off with Oscar because Jonathan was saying this. You know, Oscar had a really really good game and we were talking about this in the pub before it's that kind of double-edged thing you know where's he been hiding has he been sulking or or, or should we be fair and even handed and say well actually you know Mourinho wasn't manager anymore he's quite a constricting manager and suddenly Oscar was playing with a freedom that he wants to play Dan I'm going to ask you this first no player in the last <clears throat> year two years has been more absent and more below their natural level than Oscar no player has looked like he's putting in less of an effort for so much of the time than Oscar. And I was very, very surprised that he didn't get the boo boy treatment that, that went out to Fabregas and went out to Costa. In fact, he was cheered. I just didn't understand that. He looked great. He had a great game. Hope we have a lot more of that. But mm. he's been really, really below par for a long time. Yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and I love Oscar and, I, and I've been very, very disappointed with him. I'm quite disappointed with his attitude. I think he should stop taking photographs with his bloody sisters because it looks a bit weird. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and concentrate on his football. I mean, I don't like it. I don't like these bloody selfie generation footballers, I'll be honest. But that's because so, I'm old. So know. why did Mourinho name Oscar as his number 10? Well, that's the other thing, Smart, you know, because don't let, that's a really good point. You know, Matter, who is a lovely, fantastic, wonderful footballer, was replaced on the basis that Oscar was better and he should be our number 10. He doesn't track yeah. back and Oscar does track back. Yeah, you know. Um, well, when he... When he talk, somebody him. mentioned Costa and I thought this is a very important point to pick up on because I, I, I thought Costa did run around a lot more and he did get in the box a bit. He, he did clearly try. Um, but he, I mean, you know, again, it's very difficult where I am to hear the depth of, of, of feeling that's going around the ground because I'm so high up. But I asked the boys in the pub and they both said, oh, no, he got an absolute digging out. Yeah, he did. It, were there, what, there were some people trying to shout 
Diego, but he, they were drowned out yeah. by the people booing. That was, I think, for me, the biggest. I mean, I could tell that that was the, the, the about as bad as it got he reacted, personally. Because he reacted, he actually I looked know, aggressively I towards know. the crowd, and I mean, then he slumped. But off. his look of contempt as yeah. he went off. Yeah. But the other thing is, is that you know, uh, apparently he he disappeared. You know, he was out of the ground by five, five o'clock. Um, he, didn't I, meet, he didn't get to meet Hiddink, apparently, did he? I, I yeah. just, I just yeah. think that that that. I mean, you know, we're talking about rats, and I mean, Dan refuses to name them, but we'll just basically. Does Dan know? Do you we, know Dan? No, we're going to we're going to give him a roofie oh, ha- half time. And we're going to give him a roofie at half time and beat it out of him. Well, we are good. Um, but I'll name them for them. You I can wear my hat. I, actually, let's do this now. I mean, in terms of rats and who they are, I think Oscar is a dead cert. I think Costa's a dead cert, and I think Hazard's a dead cert. Beyond that, I I'm, I don't I'm not so sure. I don't think Fabricus is, for example. I think he's just been beyond shit, and he is Arsenal and Barca, but I don't <laughs> think he's a rat. Even the crowd wasn't sure about Matic. That was quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, should, like, we like, you know, should we boo? Oscar, boo, Matic, Yeah, that was actually quite funny, wasn't it? Why are people booing Ivanovic? Oh, but that's because because that's Why really unfair. Ivanovic never no, gives exactly. less than his all. Yeah. He hasn't. He's had some off performances. He's all been very good, but yeah. he's all hasn't been great of late. Yeah. But you can't fault his. his but he does wear his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. He does. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, it's really interesting, you know, because I mean, this is the thing. I mean, look, number one. Before I get into all of this, number one is Robert number Fleck. one exactly. But uh, the, the the reality for <laughs> us, and I mean, Dan Dan probably knows better than all of the sitting around this table. But unless I give him a roofie and beat it out of him, he's not going to say anything. But. It's all supposition. None of us, A, know who the rats were. And I suspect none of us will know who the rats were until John Terry and Jose Mourinho come out with their autobiographies. And even then, they might not. You know, unless you're there, you cannot know. And that's one of the things that infuriates me about a lot of the journalists. And and, And the reason it infuriates me is because they insinuate and they imply. And then suddenly we pick it up as fans. And then like, this is why, I mean, for example, Fabregas is a case in point. <clears throat> Everybody presumed he was a rat. The media came out with the fact that he was the rat. He gets a really hard time. And then suddenly a few weeks later, the press say, actually, he wasn't the rat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I'm going to peg you back on this. The oh, media, hello. We woke you up. The, me, the media did not come out with Fabregas is the rat, the secret footballer. Who then out, retracted it. Who then retracted it. And I think that, if you have a look, no paper ran and with that story. He ain't no journalist, Dan. No, no paper ran with that story. No, they didn't. That's um, very true. And, and the only people who powered that round are people on social media. Yeah, that is very true, and I, I wasn't meaning to cast aspersions on your honourable profession Cast nasturtiums. Cast, no, no nasturtiums have been casted in this show. But you know what? I, I think the point that I'm making is that a lot of rumour and, and supposition goes around, and because mm. of the intensity of social media particularly and, and the depth of which we're you know, engrossed in the soap opera that is Chelsea, people pick it up. And and I just thought it was very, very interesting that a few days later, you know, it, it comes out that actually Jose and, and Fabregas have a very, very good relationship. And I think this is what makes it difficult. The reality is none of us know, unless you are on that training pitch at that time, you do not know what's going on. But it makes on. this programme meaningless, Judge. What do you mean? It may, it's always been meaningless. I know, but it's I'm just, just pointing it out. You know, it's again. just... It's pure conjecture. Exactly. Supposition. Banter. It's just yeah. silliness. Yeah, entirely. That's what it is, yeah. what it has always been, and, and always long will be. may that continue. But, the important thing is people seem to like it. Yeah. yeah, it's award winning, you know. Anyway, so that's my view on the rats. I don't know who any anyone, you know, any. I don't know who the others are. I mean, somebody, I mean, Diane was saying it's Branner. I, I can't believe that. I've always felt that there's a... 
I feel there's a, a divide between, um, you know, the, shall we say, players before kind of two, I mean, basically the Mourinho, original Mourinho team and those that have come afterwards. So, I mean, Branner, I can't even conceive that he would be a rat because I think Branner gets the ethos that was created very much by Jose Mourinho. You know, and, it, and it's just not, I just, you know, he, he doesn't seem to me to be a whingy, whiny, petulant sort of a bloke. He's, no. Yeah, you've interviewed him, you know him. I've met him, he's lovely. Yeah. Brenner's proper. Yeah. So I can't see that. But they obviously feel that there needs to be some kind of revitalisation of yeah. the uh, of the team, don't they, by being, the possibility of bringing Drogba in. Has he been appointed? Have they, are no, they trying to buy him out the of diff- their conference yeah, contract? Yeah, that's the difficulty. Drogba's still, um, for another year, he's on, under contract with Montreal Impact. Yeah. So presumably. Uh, Drogba was in London just to see his Chelsea family. He wasn't there to be tapped up by Chelsea Football no, Club. Be aware right. of that. Right, right, right. Okay. But, but, any, but, but, anything that comes out of this, should his contract be bought out in coming days, just accidental. We're really? going to pick this yeah. up later, all right? But yeah. good point, well made. Um, By the way, 100 people now in Mixler. There we go. Now, look. Can um, I just point out there was a good one about, I've n- I, I didn't even, I don't know who put it, I didn't even boo Robert Fleck. Didn't they you? Said, yes. They, no, they said it was, did you it was bl- on Did you boo Alan Mays? I laughed. I laughed at Robert okay. Fleck. I'm did sorry. you boo Alan Mays? Alan Mays, no, I laughed at Alan Mays. Did well. you Alan Mays had a very good way. He always used to go in a circle, Alan Mays, with the ball and then yeah. get tackled. Did you boo Yukanovic? No, I used to I used to say, I hate you, Alan, to Joe Allen. Yeah. In a, and somebody objected that I'd yeah. said that. But I was yeah. doing it to get a laugh. Because yeah. there were only 7,000 in the ground at the time. And if you shouted loudly enough, it would echo around the ground. And you knew and, and you'd get little anyway. bits of, In those days, of, it would have done yeah, so. Yeah, well, yeah, little bits of laughter would come yeah. back. Yeah. You know. we, we didn't boo. We, did, we hated him, but we didn't boo you, Canavish, did we? No. And we did call Frank Lampard a yeah. fucking lamppost quite a lot, didn't we? We did call him lampposts once or uh, twice. Yeah. I never booed you, Canavish. Oi! Lamppost! I, I, I move! I did actually say. You Can you imagine that? Frank player. Lampard, the greatest know, the great player ever. It was, it was a period where he was, was rubbish when he first played when he came, he was, he was. He was. <laughs> he, but Yukanovich, I did actually shout out when he, over the, over the, um, when his name was read out over the, uh, the Tanner, I used to go, no, no! <laughs> did you do your, one of your infamous deaths? Because, you know, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're, no, you're no, now, you're death. <laughs> Can you do one for us now? I'll, go, I'll do one for well, you. Say, say, and uh, number 10, I think okay. 10, wasn't it? Uh, I can't should, remember. No, I'll do, yeah. it, do it in the, I shall yeah, do it in the style. I'll yeah. do it in the style of Neil Barnett. Okay, then, yeah. Number 10, Slaviza, yeah! Very good. That's it's, it. That is the funniest death I've heard yeah, all day. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Right, for, that, for those of you listening in black and white, my head was wobbling while I was saying that. Um, all right. See um, what he deposited on the table. While exactly. He was doing that. I know. God, clear it up, Jonathan. <laughs> all over my hat. Now, listen. Lucky the hat was there. Yeah. Very quickly, because I know that I am determined not to talk much about football. But I think what I'd like to point out is that what I did find interesting, uh, the other difference about the game, other than the players clearly playing with a bit more freedom and looking a bit more interested, was that surprise, surprise? Said in a Silla Black style, we got the breaks. Uh, Who would have who would have thought that the the first match after Mourinho goes that we get a penalty, Look, which was no way a penalty. I've got to be honest. I, I mean, don't want to be a prophet of doom here, but but let's 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 get real about this. Sunderland we were playing die. a Sunderland team who yeah. clearly didn't want to be there, and they gave Oscar so much space. I mean, it was embarrassing. Yeah, but what's that got to do with the penalty, Mark? Nothing to do with the penalty. Okay, no. I'm just checking. You yeah. know, because it never booed Peter House. You are like you Peter are. Be- you are fast becoming the father Jack of the podcast, aren't you? You know, I'm yes, just, yes, I, yes. I, I'm just going to say, just do that, and he'll go brick. 
Drink! So what's it got? Are you not surprised that we got a penalty? I thought it was well, a penalty. We do get them sometimes. Do we haven't had one all year, Martin. And Mourinho's been ranting and raving and having said there's this campaign against us. He goes, one. hang on, he goes, and then the next game we get a penalty. Do you not find that This is odd? the problem I have with, with, with this whole <laughs> Mourinho thing. <laughs> that, is, that is just what Mourinho's been like. I'm hoping this in my that past what, magic on That is it. what Mourinho's been like this season. <laughs> Bitching about season. not getting penalties, about the referees, he about looked, every other bloody you thing. You look like a jazz musician. But, but about every other bloody thing, but... His behaviours have been wrong. He has been in charge of a team that's been playing utter pants, <laughs> and all he can do is blame it on every other. I fuck. Know. I mean, that's why he but had don't you to think go. It's weird that we got I love a him to pieces, but he had to go. No, hey, smart. Like you, you see, you are even nearer to it than me. But you and I, being at Gate Seventeen, have a perfect view of that William penalty. Did you think that was a penalty? Well, from, from, that's what matters. Oh, come on, answer the question. That's a complete cop out. I've given you the magic hat. From, from the stand, yes, it was a penalty. Really? Yeah. By the by, the definition I thought of it the was law, very fifty. There was contact in the box. He went down. It was a penalty. I thought it was fifty-fifty. Dan, from another part, voice of reason, please. From another part, of the East, I didn't see that. from another part of the East stand. But with the benefit of replays, I don't. Uh. I don't think it was a penalty. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I think sack it was. that Just bloke check from the back. Clear check, penalty. Gary, where were you sitting, the records, mate? Where were, you, where were you sitting? Because I tell you what, mate, it may well have been a penalty. It may well have been nailed on. But I think the point that I'm making was that <laughs> if that had been two weeks ago, I it would guarantee be. you that we would not have got it. And that's really the point that I'm making. Well, and if as a manager you go out and you cut off the referees every week and you say they're rubbish, oh, we'll never we get a penalty. Guess what? You won't. I know. The other, the other thing that I would mention also is that didn't it make a difference scoring early goals? Yeah. And, you know, the other weird thing, and we were talking about this in the pub uh, before the show, the ball started running for us. I mean, you know, that Pedro goal. Are referees really that unprofessional? If I've moved on from them, the referees. Won't give you a penalty? I've moved on from the referees. I don't believe that. What do I'm you think a, of the Pedro goal? They're inconsistent. Shall I ask Jonathan instead? I thought it was a decent goal. <laughs> do you not think it was, you know, we got a bit, what, the ball like, started, the, the ball, ball started, you, you mean like a midfielder running into the box and all, stuff, like, all that stuff? Coates was rubbish, wasn't he? The ball went, I don't know why he's called, why don't they call him Coates? Why is he called Coates? I have no idea. Isn't he actually somewhere distantly related, isn't he, to Coates? That's what I thought, yeah. But I thought you go abroad and you get called that name, you get called Coates. So I call him If I went there, I'd be called Keed, wouldn't I? But it's like that bloke who plays, it's about, it's like that bloke, um, uh, you know who plays for Real Madrid, James Rogers. You know, yeah, Rogers. Uh, no, he's not that French. James, James, James Rodriguez. Course, yes. We all yeah. know he's called James Rogers. Yeah, you know, right. get a grip, people. Mm. So there you go. I just thought it was just just the, the weirdness of football was kind of. Uh, uh, you mean Ralph Coates, Tony? Not Ralph Coates. Um, <laughs> is the weirdness of football that suddenly? You know, Mourinho goes, we get penalties. The ball starts to run for us, and he had been moaning. For months and months and months about we not getting the breaks, you know, we, and we weren't getting the breaks, we weren't getting penalties, we, the ball, you know, the number of times we were like a millimetre away from a good pass or a good shot, and, you know, that was a reality and I just thought it was very funny the way that m- the minute it goes, it, it, it changes, you know, but there you go, that's football, baby. Another reason you had to go then. Yeah, definitely. You know, what was it Napoleon was said? Hex. I don't want good generals. I, I want, want lucky, lucky generals. generals. Yeah. There we go. Now, uh, we're going to have a quick break and uh, I shall uh, reacquaint Martin with the script. Uh, and uh, that, oh, look at, look, I'll tell you what, just, just wear the magic hat. You'll be fine. There you go. You do look a bit kind of George Melly with that hat on, mate, I have to say. You look Is that fine. rhyming slang? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's brilliant, smart. Well done. You redeemed yourself and then some. Now, after the break, we will d- dissect the departure of Jose Mourinho and we will ask who is to blame? And uh, were the club merely taking care of business? And how on earth does Michael Emanalo get away with it? We will see you in a nanosecond. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. And uh, it's the time of the evening when we have to discuss uh, Jose Mourinho gone for good. What happened? Who is to blame? Um, I will nail my colours to the mask. Mask, mask. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was reading something on Mixler. And the Kaiser is trying to write book smoke pipes and be a clop lookalike. Yes, the Kaiser is the yes, yes, yes. Tony, spot on. The not not said with any bitterness whatsoever. Anyway, uh, who is to blame? To be really honest with you all, I, I do think it's a combination of everything. And I tried to explain this to somebody else. Actually, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you know. Well, you might know because I told you before we started. But this lot out here might not. But I might not remember. Um, my exclusive comments. On on the on Jose Mourinho going were given to a Sunderland podcast on Thursday oh, yeah, night. He did mention that, yeah. and they asked me what what you know what what was going on, and I said, well, actually, I just think it's it's a perfect storm of horribleness, really. That's what's led to it. But let's start with player power first, shall we? Um, Dan, do you think the players got in the sack? They were one contributory factor, certainly. Yes, um, I think it's clear for anyone who's been watching the team recently that there are there are people who haven't been pulling their weight. Um, but at the same time, it seems that you've got a club that wasn't willing to back its manager and you've also got a manager who wanted off um, and the the whole lot of them coming together. I mean, I, I, I know certainly on Monday night before the final game, the manager walked into the dressing room and gave them all hell. Now, that's before the game. So you he, know, was, he was getting his attack in early, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Get his retaliation in first. He, he was, because there was that theory earlier on that he was attempting to to get out of his, his contract. Yes, to engineer some engineer form of something. sacking. And, and but was that true early on or was it, was it something that he finally decided there's, there's upon? There's clearly something that's been going on for a while. I, I, I was aware um, after the Liverpool defeat that the club had decided to get rid. Um, and they I remember wrote, you, you, you actually, did say that. You, yeah, you yeah, tweeted that. I remember seeing you. I wrote a piece about it. You wrote a piece it. about it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the club rode back from that because they were worried about the out, how it was all going to pan out and that sort of thing. But at that stage... What a club needs to do, and what a manager also needs to do, is they need to decide if they're in for this and they're going to back everything or whether they're out of it and they're just going to pull the trigger. And the problem is that since that game, since Liverpool, Chelsea have lost 11 league points. If the club had decided to either back or sack, and if the manager had decided to either go wholeheartedly in... Not back, sack and crack. No. Uh, and the manager had decided to either go wholeheartedly in or get out, then we might have those 11 points. And at the end of the season, those 11 points might be very important. So, you know, yeah, the players did, but yeah, the manager did, and also the club did. There's a lot of ifs there. But was, he, was, he, was he aware of the... Um, was it perfect for him now because of the Van Gaal situation? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, and I, I can't see that he's going to be in charge of United by the time we go up there on Monday. 
because it's just too quick. And I, yeah. I understand he's flown yeah. back to Portugal today to see some family. So there's His just not still sick, isn't he? There's, exactly. There's not enough yeah. working days to get it sorted. In fact, I'll still get a job, but I'm sure he'll go there. He might have done if he hadn't gone up to, uh, hadn't gone up to Middlesbrough. <laughs> uh, we were talking about this earlier on. I mean, I, I, we're kind of going a bit off piece, but I think it's a good point to do it because you know, hitherto. Uh, Mourinho wouldn't have been able to go to Man United because Bobby Charlton was resisting it massively because, yeah. you know, Bobby and his, his piety doesn't allow for characters like Mourinho to manage uh, Man United. But we were talking about this earlier on, Dan, weren't we? And you, you think that the, the power dynamic has changed somewhat at Man United and Bobby's yeah. not as influential as he was the last time this, this happened. That's part of it. And also, I think Man United's own goals have changed a little bit because they've had Van Gaal, who's been a completely different character in the meantime. You know, and And... They just need to get someone who's going to win him things. Doesn't Fergie still have a fair bit of influence up there? He does. He's a big Fer- Mourinho fan. Yes, he is, yeah. Um, but, of course, Fergie's first choice of manager wasn't ex- particularly successful. So. No, not really. Um, so, basically, I think what we're saying is that we, we think it's nailed on that Mourinho will go to United. It looks very likely. It looks very convenient, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah? Mm. So, how do we feel about that, Dan? Um, well, you know, he'll be a nightmare at United, won't he? And but um, he'll be you know he'll win things at United, um, and I suspect he'll win things for two, two and a half, three seasons, and then it'll all go to pot. Well, I, I'm going to come back to you on that in, in a different way in a minute, but that's interesting to hear you say that. What do you reckon, Jonathan? How do you feel about going to United? Um, I, I'd like him to go to United. I'd like him to carry on in um, being in the, the, the Premier League because mm. uh, I I love him. And I love him as a character. Wouldn't you rather and, uh, love him if he was at Chelsea than at one of yeah, our biggest but it, rivals? But, it, but it's not going to happen. So um, let's let's embrace the fact that he will be uh, a rival, yeah. but he will still be as um, as prickly and as uh, and, and, uh, excruciating as he as he can be, but at the same time as a wonderful character. Mm. Um, but no, I think he, we, he's, we, we've we've burnt our bridges with him completely. I don't yeah, think we're going to yeah, see him back, back again no, at the no, bridge. No, not going to happen. But, um, but uh, as Dan says, he'll be if he's there. He'll be united for two to three years because there is this theory, isn't it, that I was reading about that he, he, in fact, he pushes the players so much as he had did at Inter and he did at um, Real Madrid that he burns them out. That he absolutely uh, he gets so much and the, and the training sessions are so intense, which is something I, I, yeah. I had no idea they about really that they really are that uh, that. Um, there, there is, you can almost. That's why I felt there was an element of relief that we watched that, that he wasn't there anymore. Mm. And it'd be interesting to see the way where Hiddick, Hiddick has a completely different approach to uh, to, to training, and uh, uh, certainly more. Uh, whether it's a more cerebral approach, I don't know. But he was, you know, he, he despite him having been a failure with his last four clubs, he was completely wonderful the uh, the season after he took over from Scolari. So uh, I've, uh, this is something to look forward to. But I, I just treat this as a, you know, it's the merry-go-round that that, that Chelsea. Chelsea set up for themselves. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if we win something at the end of the season. It wouldn't surprise me if we, you know, win the FA Cup or we, or even, even if suddenly we get together and win the Champions League. I think some, something will happen because that's what happens with Chelsea. We just have to. The only it. trophy we're going to win this year is the best football podcast, mate. We've won that already. We're going to win I'm, it again. I'm, it's in the bank. Now, I'm well, how, do you, how do you I, feel I'm about going to United? Yeah. Well, if he's going for United. I'm. I sort of agree with what Jonathan said that it'd be nice to keep him in England. He said he wants to stay in England anyway. He's got a kid at university here, hasn't he? So well, he might end up even managing yeah. England. Well, if the FA International will do one day, yeah. but he'd probably unlike. do Portugal Eng- first. England, England have no desire to win yeah. anything, as they proved he'd, for the last. He'd 50 probably years. do Portugal first. He would do Portugal first. He'd, he'd yeah, do yeah. Portugal first. I threw that in, not really but believing I'm, it. Actually, my, my feeling about about the whole thing is, I, I'm I'm very disappointed in in, in Jose that he couldn't handle this better than he has 
maybe he didn't get the support from the club he needed. Maybe the well, in the January. The, sorry, the the transfer window of the summer was a bit of a joke, really, wasn't it? Didn't really bring in anybody. Is that his fault? Well I, well, I don't know. You know, it probably isn't. But when it all's all gone belly up like it has the last few few well this season, the whole of this season. He's just kind of run out of ideas and he's blamed it on everybody apart from himself. Uh, and I'm a bit disappointed in that. Yeah, but are you I, I love the man to bits. Are you disappointed that he's going to go to Man United, one of our main rivals for the title? And let, let, dare I say the Champions League, let alone the FA I'm Cup? I'm torn, yeah. I'm I mean, did, how, you, how are you going I'm to feel? 50-50 on How that. are you going to feel about Jose Mourinho, you know, possibly stopping us from winning a, a Premier League next year? Let's, let's count up... Chickens when they've hatched. But I mean, you know, so it could be a reality. <laughs> but also, slot. it depends what players, what he does with the players, because well, he hasn't, we might su- get he, he hasn't succeeded, him succeeded with, with with us this year. He, he hasn't done what he did with Porto with us. He won't. So turn, he might not do it with United. He won't turn Manu around in, in in a season, or probably even two seasons. Uh, he'll get a lot of money to go and spend He's on players, got, and that's he, what he likes to club. do. Yeah, Listen, for what it for what it's worth, um, you know. I'm very. I would be. Very, I would be massively upset to see to see him go to a, a rival. But but to be really honest, mainly because of the threat that he poses in terms of his ability to win trophies, and I think that that could impede our ability to win trophies. But I don't think that we can have any complaints wherever he goes. We've we've sacked him not once but twice. So he he doesn't owe us any loyalty. He's a professional, uh, you know, uh, football manager. And he has a right to go wherever he wants. And if Man United want him, I think he's got every right to go there. And fair enough, so, off you go. You know, I can't, you can't stop him. You so know, all that when he joined Chelsea again about going where he was loved—that was just a lie. I think he does. I, <laughs> I, I, I think. I think. Do you know what? I, do you know? I don't know. Dan, Dan might have a different view on it, but I actually genuinely think he does have an affection and, and, and an affinity for Chelsea. I really do. But don't be under any illusion. You know, this man gets paid how much a year, Dan? Eight and a half million pounds. Eight and a half million pounds. Plus bonuses. I, I think, yes. I plus, think, plus watch contracts. I think like. the eight and a half million pounds a year he gets has slightly, you know, trumps his <laughs> any affinity he has with Chelsea. Yeah, but what's he got eight and a half million in the bank? What are you going to do with the next eight and a half million? All right. Now, uh, the other thing is, I mean, you were alluding to here to, 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 to Jose kind of deserving a lot of the blame. And I, 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 I'm inclined to believe you and agree with you. I think, I think Evergate, whilst not, um, you know, on its own, a massively important thing, I think, added to everything else, certainly didn't help. The Telegraph I, said that it was entirely the whole reason why it all fell apart. Well, the Telegraph are a bunch of idiots if they think okay. that. Clearly, clearly wasn't. No, I can't remember. Jason Burt, probably. Sam Wallace. Wallace. Yeah, Wallace, yeah. Wallace. Right, article, so. It's just rubbish. I mean, you know, people who write that kind of stuff, it's it's really more about their issue and the fact that they're grossly offended that a woman was so badly treated. Jeremy Vine agreed with it. Yeah, well, there we go. It's I know, about, you he, know. He, he, he was rubbish on Strictly. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> bottom line is, is that I agree, I agree that Evergate has had an impact, but it has not had the all-important impact. I think you add it to everything else, and it is no more than the contributory factor. Put it this way. If players have downed tools... And gone AWOL for six months because he been, shouted at a doctor. Yeah. Then really, there is something very serious. Um, one word of abuse that he used on it. Anyway, Evergate is a contributing factor. Yeah. I think the campaign. The, I mean, Martin was mentioning this a minute ago. The campaigns, the paranoia, the the whole use of betrayal. You know, it's frankly, ill-advised, well. ill-advised. Yeah. And I also think more more damning, more damning is is. You know the fact that he knew he knew what was going to he knew what he was coming into. He knew that it was a very different situation from what it was in two thousand and four. 
He knew that there was a desire to bring some of the talented youth players through. He knew that we were doing business under the constraints of FFP. He knew all of these things, and yet he, he still managed to find a way to not bring any of the youth through, and I, I find that very disappointing. But I would not, for one minute, he good enough bl- blame... Mourinho exclusively because I, I I absolutely agree with Dan's point. I think he has been let down by the players. I'm I'm really f- very pissed off about their egos and their petulance and some may argue deliberate form poor form in some cases. But I'm also very angry at the board. You know I think that the preseason which which we I mean you know the funny thing is Jonathan as you will know. We, we, we've done this show every week since the summer and, and the themes have been there for all to see. We were talking we about, talk about them. We, we moaned we about the pre-season them. at the time, the fact that it was all about commercialism and, and bad preparation. Um, whose fault is that? I'd and say the board. called them fragile, he called yeah. them Mourinho. And we thought they were worse than fragile. Exactly. We they were feeble. Um, Losing to the New York Bulls New York, um, second team. Yeah. Flanky. You know, so that was an, a, a factor. I also think that the, the, the I don't think he's been helped in the transfer market. I think, I mean, you for God's sake, when when you end up, I mean, you know, I know it's difficult with, with Falcao because, of course, the smell of Georgie Mendes is around and you could argue that that was a Mourinho transfer but I don't think Pappy Jellabodilolili was, or Michael George. Hector. I mean George. You know, yeah, whatever. You know, they, they call him the Senegalese John Stones, apparently. Do they really? Well, the Senegal are welcome to him. But the bottom line is clearly the transfer problems in the summer have not helped, and that is not entirely Jose's fault, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So, in other words, I think they. All, I mean, you know, John Terry pretty much called it right. Actually, I'm a bit disappointed that John Terry. Um, didn't uh, I don't think convey really the sense of responsibility that the players had, and also their responsibility to the supporters. But he he was fairly honest in what he said in terms of the fact that actually they do have to take a look in the mirror and they do have to accept some of the responsibility for the results, and therefore by de facto, you know, they play badly, the manager gets fired, so they have to look at that. But I do th- I do really think that this is as a whole collective crock of poo that they've landed us into the board the players and also Jose Mourinho but do you not think that that is uniquely Chelsea oh it, and always will be what would we do if we were not like this I mean Marco and I were talking in this about this in the pub the other week and you know um we get very aerated about it of course because we care but actually this is all very much part of the roller coaster of supporting Chelsea isn't it I mean then I was speaking to people this week who were still pissed off that Ted Drake got fired <laughs> I was talking to somebody else on Saturday saying, you know what? Uh, you know, in the, in the mid-60s, when half the players went off and had a drinking session, Tommy Doherty, Tommy Doherty got rid of Terry Venables. Now, Terry Venables could argue, argue, arguably have been uh, Frank Lampard before Frank Lampard was Frank Lampard. But Tommy Doherty had the hump and got rid of him. And how have um, times changed? And we were just possibly about to win the league and he decided to... to, to, to Reprimand everybody. I know. Dis- dis- you know, so drop them for disciplinary reasons. This ain't new, is it? No, it's just changed a bit. I, I think uh, uh, we'll we'll talk about this a little bit in in part th- uh, part three. Must be the ley lines at Stanford Bridge. Uh, about well, the fact that there are no more heroes anymore. But um, you know, I, I, it just I, I, shows you how the power balance has shifted now. That in those days, Tommy Doc would get rid of half the team. Now nobody will go from the team because they're they're all big assets, aren't and they? And John Neil did the same. But Abramovich uh, uh, and his board found a, a a formula that works now you know you sack a manager every average 11 months or wherever it is and you win trophies so, so why would he change that that formula well this is very interesting smart and you see what are you two like you're on fire you and jonathan are segueing for england tonight mm. you know next point on the agenda 
taking care of business. Because ultimately, whilst I think it's true that the players have massively contributed to Jose going, whilst I also accept that Jose has contributed massively yes. to Jose going, I think that one really has to look at this. And I think that I, I'm filled with gloom and disappointment because my delusion has been completely rumbled this week. Because ultimately, it's, I've been reminded of the fact that Chelsea is not a football club. Chelsea is, in fact, a business, and it's run by businessmen. And frankly, Jose going was a business decision, because as, as I was saying to Dan a second ago, you know, it's much easier to get rid of one man for 40 million quid than it is to get rid of six players whose combined asset value is 250 of course, million. Of course. Easy decision to make. Uh, I yeah, think so the other yeah, thing... one contract to break, not... Yeah, you know, the, other thing, the other thing is that... <clears throat> Um, and I think this is a very interesting, nay, serious point. Chelsea are in an unusual position in the way that that club is, is run. You have a board of directors, a management board, if you like. Um, now, by definition, on any big... If you look at any FTSE 100 company, the, the average life expectancy in terms of being a chairman of a, of a, of a, of a board is three to five years, Okay. So that means ultimately people who run these organisations are by nature short-termist and they do it to make themselves look good and they do it to protect their asses. So that's always happening in big organisations. I don't think Chelsea are any different in a management sense. The additional problem for me is that a lot of what they decide to do is also done in a vacuum because they've got a guy who sits on top of all of that who, who doesn't communicate what's happening. And I mean, even Emanalo admitted it in that interview with Sam Wallace. They're almost continually second-guessing what Roman wants or what he doesn't want. So it's chaos. I think that's appalling management. That is no way to run an organisation. Why did Emanuele not mention Mourinho's name? Well, can, I, can, I, can I pause on that one yeah, and, and get back to it yeah, in a minute? Absolutely dreadful. Bizarre. I think the third thing is that really, really screws <laughs> us is, and I think this is very much part of the second-guessing, but there is cl- it's clear that because of the business pressures, the money, uh, the revenue around the world... And perhaps because they're second-guessing Roman's almost, you know, Caesar-like view of of football, they cannot tolerate a lack of failure, a, a failure or a lack of success. It is not tolerated. So the minute it got close it's to relegation, yeah, the minute they got seriously close to relegation zone, it was like, oh, we can't afford this, and boom. So basically, I think ultimately what screwed Mourinho is is the fact that we are a business, not a football club. Okay, that's my piece on that. Can I just counter that with show me a football club that isn't a business? I th- no, I, th- I think I think ninety percent of them are Dan. I'm, I'm not saying Certainly we're the only of, ones. All of them in the Premier League. Yeah. I'm not saying we're the only ones, but I'm you know clearly we're all talking about Chelsea and it's relevant yeah. to that. You know, I don't disagree. In I America, think, I think they're called right. franchises. Yeah, Allsford Town, the Mighty Magpies, are definitely not a business. They play in blue. They don't. They play in black and white, which is why they're called the Magpies. Oh, Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. No flies in you. Yeah, no colour. <laughs> The funny thing could about have been the blue man, the, un- the funny because that's where I grew up as a kid, Allsford, which is about seven miles this side of Winchester. But the funny thing is when I because they're on Twitter and I follow them and they've got about you know twenty five followers or something like that. And uh, I look at the team sheets and they're all the kids of people that I was at school with, you know. And it's just like God, that's really odd. I must go down there and watch them on weekend. It'd be quite funny. Anyway, we digress. I mean, do do do, do you agree with me? Do you think that ultimately well, this is the whole business? I'm surprised yeah. he, he lasted as long as he did. Yeah given that plan. Uh, I was expecting him to go weeks ago, so I thought they were actually 
they they had changed their their tune and they were going to give him a go and there was a, a feeling for a period they were actually going to I thought my god they, are they going to get rid of some of these players and 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 wait till the transfer window and buy a you know buy a whole shed load more of more expensive players and then and then as the results seemed to get worse and worse and he became ranted more and more and more and yeah. I and I just you know he was on the radio and he, he made some recently some terrible interview when he was talking <laughs> about I'm fine I get up in the morning I'm fine everything is good I'm, I thought no Joseph it's gone now you've you've lost it for me and I turned him off and I thought I'd be happy for you to go now even though him going hurt it has been hurt painful hurt to watch hasn't it was it has been really bad it, it was it, it has to happen it has to it just in order for the club to to do what the club is good at um which is to keep themselves you know to, to be one they're the, one of the best clubs in the world to maintain that they've got to get rid of it mm. I think it's really interesting. I, I, it has been painful to watch, actually, because I, I like the guy. I think he, it, it was just brilliant having him as manager because the thing that, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, what we all love as supporters most of all, I don't, I, I don't speak for everybody. I certainly think this would be interesting to hear what you guys say. But what I love most of all is when you have somebody like Mourinho in charge of you who's just so massively arrogant and confident and coats other managers. I mean, I just laugh my cock off when he coats Banger off. I love it. And calling Pellegrini Pellegrino, <coughs> I love it because that's what football's about. It's about tribal rivalry. But it, it's, it, not it, about, it's not like you playing have to carpet be up there, bowls. Though. You have to be on a level with them or better than them to get away with that. You, but it normally... Can't, it can't work I mean, when you're going down. I know, and this is the sadness. This is the point, Jonathan. When we were winning and when we were it's cuffing everybody it's off... Wonderful. But it's just this is why I'm it's this, joyous. for me this is part of the pain pain of it yeah. because when yeah. we're not doing that it rings very hollow and it just <clears throat> suddenly it looks like ooh ooh it's got that ooh isn't it it did completely ooh on on the persona thing one of the biggest detriments to Mourinho one of the things that affect him I think is Ferguson retiring because when Ferguson was here before he could play sort of the snappy little kid who was respectful to the headmaster but then was always kept slightly in check was always the sort of the number two personality in the league mm. Ferguson goes that vacuum exists and Mourinho thinks oh hang on I'm the Don and therefore he comes out with all this stuff every week and he's, he just went too far didn't he um, yeah. so so you know that sort of arrogance spiralled out of control and just became not special just just quite unpleasant a lot he of the did, time there's a lovely tweet here, actually, to you, aimed at you, Dan, I think. But uh, Mark Spector, at Spector Mark, uh, I don't think it has any relation to the Bond film. How many people went to the megastore to get a home jersey with palpable Discord printed on the back? Fantastic. <laughs> That's a brilliant question. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe in years to come, you know, like, for example, there's a wonderful, um, there's a wonderful uh, T-shirt you can get which is you know you can't ban a Chelsea fan which is like a, a reprint of the one that we had in, in the 80s maybe, maybe in 30 years time there'll be t-shirts from proper Chelsea supporters saying palpable discord I want pal- palpable yeah. discord bodgy alright let's move on and uh, let's talk about uh, Michael Emanalo, um because it would be very remiss of us not to do so or not so to do if you prefer um, I mean he, you know how does he get away with it I mean I I, I, I'm quite conflicted, actually, about the interview that he did for Chelsea TV because half of me says that he was put out there, hung out to dry in many... Because in, in, no, nobody was going to win in that situation. So I can see the board saying, you know what, let's put Michael out there because we don't give a shit if he gets rinsed How for doing it. How did he get it. the job? Did he, did you he know? reply to an advert in the press? He was no, recruited. Avram, CV Avram, Avram, they read his CV and said, this is the guy we want. <laughs> But anyway, going back to... He was a mate of Avram's. Uh, Right, yeah. Going back to the point, I think, in a sense, he was a bit hung out... manager. He was a bit hung out to dry Mm. by the club. On the other hand, I think think he's... You know, and this is the other thing, going back to what I was saying about the way that the dynamic, uh, in terms of how the club is run, works. You know, 
very very powerful billionaires tend to recruit yes men and i think that michael amanalo is the epitome of a yes man and i think it's really interesting seeing that interview he did on tv and then going back and reading that interview with sam wallace in the telegraph and just i, I would actually all of you like that just google that sam wallace michael amanalo it'll come up go back and read that with the hindsight of having watched that tv interview and i think it will tell you a lot about what you need to know about Michael Manalo. But, you know, whether you like him or not, whether you think it was just, you know, the, the worst kind of management wank words you've ever heard with palpable discord and not even mentioning Mourinho's name, which was just so unbelievable. Just lack of respect. Lack of intelligence, frankly. I mean, just well, lack of no respect. awareness at all. Who the hell is he to call, but you know? For me, the bigger issue is this, is that, you know, since we've had Roman Abramovich as, as the wonderful owner of our football club, and has put in a lot of money, and clearly wants success and wants excellence. If that's the case, why don't you go and hire? And if you if you have to have a technical director, director of football, call it what you want, which I'm not a massive fan of, but I can understand that that's the way modern football is. If you want the best, why have you got Michael Emanalo there? Mm. Why haven't you got the best? Who, I don't know who the Dan. You're more knowledgeable about football than me. Who's the best technical Joe, director in the Joe world? Joe Tweeds came out with something fantastic. No lesser man than Joe Tweeds came out with something fantastic this week. Michael Ballack. Come on, would he not be excellent in that role? Yeah, he, absolutely. But apart from that, I mean, that obviously has great, uh, you know, synergy with us as Chelsea supporters. Yeah. But I, I suspect that there are technical directors, directors of football around the world. You know, if I'm well, Roman, if I'm Roman, I do my research. I say, who's the best one in the world? Right, I'll hire him. They tried very, very hard to get Chiki Bigaristin, who is was at um, Barcelona, he's, is now Man City, City yeah. um, because of course you know therein lies the key to getting Pep. Um, but uh, you know. He's not playing that game. So, so tell me, because I don't know, Dan, I'm not this anal about football, but who, who, I'm not suggesting you are, but I mean, you're just more knowledgeable. Who is, who are the best technical directors in the world? Um, I mean, you, you'd imagine Chicky would be one of them, certainly. I mean, but then, you know, it, it depends how you set out your store. It depends what, you, what your technical director does at your club. Yeah. And they all do something different, don't they? Because ours doesn't even sign players, does no. it? Because Marina, Marina does. Marina does, does that. Choose, what did, did Dennis Wise do players, in Newcastle? Uh, not very much, I don't think. Pissed off the fans, mainly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you bloody cockney. Being Go chirpy. back to London, you bloody cockney. If I've been a chirpy cockney. Cockney mafia. Why I? Um... I mean, I, I don't know. As I said, I, I just don't know enough about football to know who are good directors of football, technical directors or whatever. I mean, I know that there are clubs like Bayern Munich, for example, who I think are an incredibly well-run club. And they have people like uh, Uli Hernis until he got done for tax evasion and uh, Michael Rummenigge. Michael Rummenigge. Uh, Karl Heinz. Karl Heinz Rummenigge, um, who are involved with the club. And I mean, I, I, would, I would like to... I mean, you know, the point about Michael Ballack's great, but I would like to see some of our great ex-players coming in there in that role who clearly know football who clearly have a, a great track record and they, they've not only you know, played international football for example but they've won stuff for us I did for me that's what you would do you would get somebody with an affinity for Chelsea somebody who's been very successful with the club somebody who has the respect to the fans somebody who, ha- who has worldwide respect in football not a guy who played for Notts County and managed a girls team in America that's brilliant Chish you know what we should do we should give the job to Drogba and that would also prove another thing the club's got nothing against African players having that role great point Mark and I'll leave it at that but that is a good point Um, you know I don't know I mean to me that seems sensible I can't understand what's wrong with that but you know, I mean, you know, recommending Wande Ramos because he played. Oh, <laughs> but Emanalo played for Wande Ramos when he was managing. Yeah. Yeda. Thank you. In uh, exactly. You know, um, 
It's just like, you're not right, mate. It's just, oh, brilliant. Afro Jockney, John Jones, yeah. Canners. Canners. He's the man for. Uh, he, <laughs> Hilarious. He, he, he so is. He so is, actually. I mean, Paul, I mean, in a weird sort of way, Paul would be brilliant. <coughs> but I mean, you know, you've got to have somebody in there who has global respect <laughs> in football. I mean, but, I mean, I know Arneson kind of screwed things up a bit oh, here. Terrible. But, you know, there are people of that ilk who, who. It's a real mix of things, isn't it? And I think you're right. It does kind of depend specifically on the role that they're supposed to perform. But The, the technical director at other places does things like. He, he's like, sort of comes up with a grand strategy. He points out the club direction. He, you know, he, Johan Cruyff at Barcelona. Exactly. For you know, he, he, yeah. he creates a model for sort of the personality of the club. Basically, the. the, 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 the te- Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live, <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Technical director at Chelsea is just there. Basically, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Sorry, we we need to read that out. It's God, just unfair. God. I've just seen Bob Bob Usry's book. Platini is available. Good point. The technical director at Chelsea. We might not have any trouble with UA for any more. Maybe we would. Technical director at Chelsea is just like the civil service. It's just there to something to sit there between governments as they change and make sure that the, that the club doesn't go out of control and keeps it on track. There's no sort of dynamism there. It's just a safe pair of hands, you know, like Avram was. Someone there you can bring down to the bench when the when the manager goes loopy. But I don't think that's enough. I mean, I, no, I, there, there, there was there was a time, for example, actually the last time Goose was with us, where it was mooted that he he could be the director of football. And sort, I, he sort of is a bit. Well, I, I would have no problem with that. I mean, this is a guy who's been a successful manager for thirty years, managed international sides, got teams to World Cup finals, possibly. You know, he certainly had had well South Korea. I, yeah, I know he only yeah. got the semi, uh, the quarters of the semis. But the bottom line is, this man has a huge reputation of football, an absolute lifetime's worth of knowledge and experience. is respected universally, and 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 I think Dan's point, and we mentioned Johan Cruyff, and I think that was very important. If you if you want somebody in that role who's going to devise a strategy for how the team plays, the kind of players it has, 
where they're going to go. That's what that's the kind of um, credibility you want with your technical director, I think. And I think and that isn't Emanalo. Well, no, that's my point. And I think the other thing is, <clears> given that you know Roman has a huge love for football and and for Chelsea and wants the best, but you know. I don't think he really has much more than a, a knowledgeable fan's expertise in football, then surely I would expect somebody like Roman to hire somebody with that amount of gravitas, not Michael Gra- gravitas Emanalo. Gravitas is a good word. And, and I, I, just, I don't get it. And I think that's what Emanalo is actually lacking, is gravitas. Yeah. Uh, um, but he's not allowed to have an opinion, is he? I'm sure he's a lovely bloke. I mean, to be honest, I don't know the guy. I've never met him, but I mean, I've seen him from a distance and he looks very personable he's quite chatty with so, the sports and stuff but is he the best man for the so job maybe that is the long term solution maybe you, pr- you pr- promote promote Hooding to director of football and you, and you and you make Steve Holland a manager he's done nothing wrong by the way mm. Holland was Steve Holland is very very he came across really well with you know, the interviews, it I was thought. fantastic in the press yeah. conference post match on Saturday, and he spoke with dignity and with passion. And I, you know, I think everyone in that room saw a guy there, and he was really nervous. He was sweating and he was shaking, but he handled the situation so so well. Somebody just said he applied for the Fulham job. Has he really? He did do yeah previously because that was a tweet yeah. about that. I just kind of occurred to me that now we've got Goose in charge. You know what's going to be like for Steve to have a manager who screwed Holland. That's very funny. James. Okay, I'll leave you on that one. You are yeah. miserable, you lot, aren't you? you yeah. I but hate I hate the fact that you hate my jokes. But it's very we, clever, Chidge. We don't hate them. We it wasn't funny, but it's very clever. Funny. But okay, Goose, on Goose, Go on, sorry. On Goose as, as a potential um, technical director, he's had a say in every play we've signed in the last six years. He's been on speed dial to Roman. He's Is been, that for real? Yes, he's been, really? on, he's been on the payroll for most of that time. Has he? Yeah. So, so well, what about Bobby Campbell? I think Bobby Campbell was there to sort of sit by Rome and smile, have a few drinks and do some promotional tours. Mm. But Bless you think, him. R.I.P. You think you, yeah, I, I love Bobby Campbell. and uh, You know, it's really funny, actually. It's, it's a little head, heads up for you people who are listening um, and who uh, get uh, CFC UK, the fanzine. Kelvin, the lovely, lovely Kelvin Barker, has written um, his article this month on Bobby Campbell and particularly the 88-89 season. And... Uh, uh, Kelvin, who is the the main man for reminiscing about the 80s, um, get his book, Celery Representing the 80s, uh, kind of says as an afterthought, he's really sorry, but actually that 88-89 season is one of his favourite seasons because he always goes back to 83-84. And I agree with him. I think 88-89 was one of my favourite seasons, actually. Uh, it was a good shout. And of course, that's why Bobby Campbell was manager. Um, we're making some excellent points here. This is getting far too serious for the Chelsea fan cast. I shall promise that we'll come back in part three and we'll, 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 we will reintroduce silliness. Uh, we won't, actually, because we've got some uh, very interesting stuff to talk to, like uh, why there are no more heroes in football anymore and what next for the circus that is Chelsea FC. We will see you in a nanosecond. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Okay, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge. You're listening to the Chelsea Fancast, and we have some wonderful people in the bunker tonight. And they are Dan Levine, they are Mr. Jonathan Kidd with his magic hat. And Dr. Mart, who is uh, is being erudite and entertaining in equal measure tonight. And interrupting. 
No, no, you're you're okay. No, no, no you're oh, well, okay. I'll have to work on that. You know, you're, you're almost catching up with the plot. And the lovely, lovely Andy Silverman, who is in the doc, he, he's actually now he's morphing. This is the thing with this chair, Andy. If you sit in that chair long enough, you morph into Doctor Evil. You did. You you're adopting. You you did. You had your hand up to your mouth. It was almost. Yeah, you were. You were. I promise to get you a white fluffy pussy the next time you're here. Enjoying it, Andy. What the show will stop the chair? Both. Yeah, okay, okay, it's good to hear. Right, now, in this part, I, I, you know, there are really uh, two things that I want to, to get through. And, and the first is my, my, why I'm really very disappointed and upset, and I've alluded, this, alluded to this during the show so far, uh, but also where we go from here. But to deal with the first point first, I mean, what really upset me most, I mean, I love Jose Mourinho, but I'm old enough and ugly enough to know that, you know, managers come and go. Sometimes they have to, and I can understand the sense of it. I'm old enough and ugly enough to know that, you know, we're here. You know, the only permanency in, in, in a football club are the supporters. I know where, I, my belief is we're far more important than anybody there, owner included, because we're always there and we will always be there. But the players come and go, managers come and go, owners come and well, go. The owner wouldn't need us, though. He could still bankroll the club, couldn't he? He could just have it empty. Well, I mean, he could, but it wouldn't, yeah, you know what I mean. I um so that I've always felt that, and I and I firmly believe that. In other words, I, I firmly believe that I am more important than any of those players, any of those managers, and certainly Roman Abramovich. That's how highly I think of me and all of my fellow supporters. So what pisses me off most about all of this is 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 being kind of shunted out of that delusion that we're important because when when the players can play like that and basically force a club's hand to get a manager out. When a manager loses his shit to the extent that Jose does and, and has to go, and then even though you know the majority of match-going supporters were cheering the manager's name and clearly wanted them there and the club let them go anyway, it just kind of, it's a stark reminder that actually we're completely inconsequential and almost irrelevant to the football club, and that really hurts. I hate being woken up out of that delusion, Jonathan. What's the alternative, Chidge? The alternative is we don't have the business plan, we don't have Abramovich, we don't have 13 trophies, we, you know, we, we slowly slip down the division. I would just like us to be, you know, um, recognised a bit, you know? I just would like us to be recognised a bit that we are important, you know? But I mean, we, if we, 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 we had a vote and wanted to have Mourinho carrying on and we got relegated, then we'd be blamed and we'd all have to be sacked. Do you, really you know what, actually, sorry, Smart, I, can I, I promise I'll bring you in next, mm. but actually that's a really, you know what, that's a, it's a fascinating point, Jonathan, because, and Dan, this will make Dan smile, that my dad supports with a fan, right? And of course they went absolutely down the shitter. And I was trying to encourage Dad all the time, saying, come on, Dad, you've got a bit of money, you love Portsmouth, you used to go, and, you know, used to, go, used to live in Gosport, go across on that funny little ferry to go and see them when he was like, you know, about 10 years old. And I said, come on, you, you love that club, you know, Put your money where your mouth is and go and buy a lot of shares in the, in the supporters' trust, you know. And of course, the supporters' trust ended up taking over the club and rescuing it, which is fantastic. That's how it should be in my book. And the minute they had a shit manager who was not doing any good, they fired him. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, your, your point is absolutely right. We would probably do exactly the same. I don't know. I'm just call me an old romantic. And I'd rather know. not be where Portsmouth are. Thank you. No, no, quite. No, South Coast is. But on the other hand, on the other hand, they have slipped away, and they had their you know 15 minutes of fame a few years ago. Well, I'm happy but they're with still, our, they're still our ten years. They're still you know take. There's loads of people that turn up every every week and. You know, you know my mantra, which is it, it's it's always about the before and the after. I mean, here we go. Here, here's an example. Here, this is it in a nutshell. 
I was pretty de- depressed. I'm sure most of us were quite depressed on Thursday that it's all going a bit peak tong again. You know, the minute I got on the 211 bus to go to Fulham Broadway on Saturday, I started to smile again. And it wasn't because I was going to see Chelsea play for 90 minutes. It's because I was going to meet all of you lot and have a few beers. And, and, and it just made me feel better and happier that I was going to be with people that I know and love and we could all moan together. It was, it was, <laughs> quite, it was quite like old times in the, in, in the Tommy Tucker, it was wasn't all, it? Yeah. We, should, we should mention this. We almost, had a, we almost had an original Chelsea fan cast reunion. There was <coughs> Martin in the Tommy Tucker, Darren and Stuart, Stuart. Norman. I don't know Pablo. Stuart Norman. Stuart and Martin and me Desert? were on the second show together. I mean, how about those apples? Eight mm. years ago, mm. you know, until he resigned. Sorry, no, 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 we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> I had to sack him. You know, that's the reality. For I, what reason? No, I didn't. Was there palpable discord? I'm joking. There was palpable discord. Stuart had to go, no, this is all lies. I'm just making it up. But the bottom line is, that I don't know. Am I naive? Am I an old, no, an old we, romantic? I, I don't it know. It depends oh, what you want, though, isn't it? <clears throat> sorry, I'm just, sorry. Get in there, old chum. Get in there. What I would ask is, is do, you, do you think this is something that's changed in the Abramovich era? No, I, th- I, think, I, don't, I, don't I think, think this is Sky, modern football, think, Premier League bollocks, I don't really. Think it's not Ken just Bates had a great deal of respect for the fans. Well, I, I know he did. And I don't think Mears Clan did before mate, that. Mate, Ken Bates told us to our face. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Many times. <laughs> I mean, I remember. I mean, I remember. I, it was either you, I can't remember because there are quite a few Bates stories that we got. I think this one was yours. You and Tell had bought a load of tickets and went up to Bates. No, we've been you've, watching you've got, bean back. Yeah, you had the crest. We've been watching story. a bean back of the game from Ellen Road, yeah. uh, and because uh, you were told to get more, we were, we were walking out from, we? from wherever we'd been yeah. to watch it at the ground, and um, we saw Ken Bates a couple of about ten yards or so in front. So we went, we went and sort of grabbed all of him and said hello, and, and he 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 said, "What do you do for Chelsea Football Club?" And we said, "Well, we both." We buy season tickets. He said, "I got twenty five thousand of you." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was the man. Yeah, you know, that was the man. I don't know. I mean, I, I think a, a, you know, underneath all of the the, the chaos and the soap operaness of it, I, I think you know, and the fact that I'm clearly not as important as I like to think I am, or as relevant as I like to think I am. I think what really has dawned on me actually is that part of this delusion has been continued. Because we were so lucky to have players like Czech, Terry, Lampard, Ashley Cole, Balak, Essie and Drogba, who we allowed us, or I allowed myself to believe, really cared about the supporters, really cared about Chelsea, gave everything for the cause, and put their money where their mouth is and actually won stuff as well. And I, and I get a real sense right now that this is the defining end of that era, Dan. I think it is a li- little bit. <clears throat> I think it's a generation change thing as well. I think a lot of those players you mentioned grew up with football which as a different game. Yeah. And the ones we're seeing now um, are ones who've only known this sort of superstar footballer role and have been bred to be brought into it. And, um, you know, that that's... You know, it's, it's a, it's some, I think it was West London Chelsea was saying on Twitter the other day. It's, it's the same... If you read Fergie's book, there's something there about the difficulty he had towards the end between dealing with the old generation X players who would do what you told them and the generation Y players the younger guys and just say well why, why should I do that mm. and I think that, that again is, you know, it's, it's an interesting point you make there because you know, looking at that team whether they're rats or not and as I said earlier on we all said none of us know none of us probably ever know but one thing, thing's for sure I, I can't look at those players in the same way again because I, I, I just think you know what half of me thinks that you don't really give a shit 
for me or that my mates who turn up and go to every game home and away or whatever. Well, it'd be t- particularly interesting to see how um, it works with Hazard in the crowd mm. because he's so palpably, obviously, and to use that word, we've come back in in the Leicester game, just just flounced off and gave a gave a derisive sign to to Mourinho as if mm. to say I'm not going on again. Can as he's not here to defend himself, can I say that apparently Hazard couldn't walk for two days? Oh really? Monday, Tuesday. He obviously couldn't walk for most of Monday because he couldn't walk in the game. But I couldn't I couldn't walk on Saturday. Yeah. So but having said that Vardy is a, a a nasty piece of work even though he's a yeah he's a chat shit player. get banged mate. Yeah. Um I oh, could well, I, I may take it all back yeah. then. I, I I can't believe that Hazard's actually feigning injury. Mm. Mate, I couldn't walk on Saturday night, so I know how he feels. Yeah, well, you probably had a hard game, did you? I did. A lot, lot of Guinness. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I think, you know, whether it has a rat or not, who knows? But, uh, you know, the, the bottom line is, is that just, just cast your mind back to the summer of 2012. And Hazard flirted with pretty much every big club in Europe. It was like, well, I might go to you. I might not. I might go to you. I might not. Let's see. And, of course, he chose Chelsea. And he chose Chelsea because we just won the Champions League. And because we, we offered to sign his brother. And, and, yeah, and all of this. You know, so be under no illusion. He's a mercenary. His, his brother's playing quite well, isn't he, apparently? Torgan. Yeah. Is he? We sold him, didn't we? Yeah. 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 Five million. So, I don't know. I just feel a bit... It all feels a bit hollow today. That's that's really what I'm saying. And I, I feel I'm a bit of a monk. But he, these rich young players that you've got it's like, now... It's like believing in Father Christmas and suddenly finding out relating to your wonderful post on Facebook this week and suddenly realise that he doesn't actually exist. That's, that's how... Do you need to explain this, Jonathan? Um, I, I, it's a brilliant post. I, I posted on Facebook about my, um, my daughter who um, uh, wrote a letter um, to Santa um, saying what she wanted for Christmas. And I said, do you think I could possibly have a look at that? You know, just, and she said, what for, Daddy? And I said, well, because I didn't want to say to her because I've got to buy the present. And she said, uh, and she said no, I've put a stamp on it. And now I've licked it. She said, now look, I've, it's, you can't see it. So I, I, was, uh, I was worrying what on earth I was going to do. And luckily, Henrietta, my girlfriend, said, it's all right, I've looked at it. She wants... Uh, she wants um, you didn't have uh, to steam it over. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't have done it. She'd posted it. She went out and posted it. <laughs> she posted it, put, you know, North Pole, Santa, the North Pole. <laughs> and um, yeah, the, the consequence of that was uh, that I was uh, struggling as to what to buy her. But... Um, so was, is, she, is she going to get um, Paul Popper? <laughs> <laughs> Annoyingly, she she won't even come to any of the games yet. Well, she's only six. I'm, right. I'm waiting till she's eight, till she uh, till I actually say to her, "Would you like to come to a match with me?" Because at the moment, I think she'd just get a bit bored and say, "Can we go now, Daddy?" After ten minutes, which is what she does. She I, I did something during the week, a little piece of, uh, of a show I've written, and uh, she lasted fifteen minutes before she before she left. So. But yeah, no, I'm, it's, if, if, if anybody wants to look on Facebook, I've, I've expressed it slightly better than the way I've just said it now, <laughs> to say the least. I mean, I've uh, just found a brilliant uh, post on uh, Mixler from Benny the Blue. Well, I'm Jewish, never believed in Santa Claus, and still pissed Joe's I got sacked. <laughs> which I think pretty much says it all. I don't know, I just feel a bit to hollow. To get back to what we were talking yeah, go about, on, about, about, thank about you. Um, young players earn a lot of money. Uh, you can't really discipline them. In fact, discipline seems to be a bit of a problem in the 21st century anyway. You know, kids at school. You Good can't, spell in the army. You can't clip them around the ear. You can't even touch them. So, well, you're not allowed to do thing. that. No, you're not allowed to. Because exactly. you get U-tree exactly, on you if yeah, you do that smart. Exactly. And, 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 and uh, so it's, it's probably just part of the 21st century, really. That, that, yeah. that it's more than there life, is, mate, there is isn't too it? Much, there is too much player power. They earn a lot of money. Mm. If they don't like what's going on at the club, they'll get on the phone to their agent. Yeah. They'll go and join another club. That's what happens. Should, should there be conscription for footballers? Should they well, all do they, national service? They should honour their contracts. 
They should, do you know what they should do? They should they should travel to the game on their bike or on a bus or on, on the, the tube. Bus, yeah. And if they get um if they get aggravation from Spurs fans on the tube, they should punch one and then run away like yeah, Pat and Nevin they should did. all they should all drink with the fans after the game in the pubs down the I King's mean, Road. Do you know what? That's a that's a brilliant point, Smart. All right. You know, we we've been very lucky and largely because we do all of this, but we've met a lot of ex players. Mm. We've gone out to the pub with them, we've had a few pints, mm. some of them become really good mates. Can you imagine any of the current team in, in twenty years time that we'll be able to do that with? A lot of them can't speak English. I bet you they don't True. even get around in. They won't be in England. You know, but I, I can't see that happening. I mean, and I think Dan really made this point beautifully earlier on: is that those days have gone. There is a massive sea change, and it's all part of modern life. And as Blur said, modern life is rubbish. What well, a no, bunch no, of crotchety no, old no, men we're know, becoming around this table. It's, it's, it, I think it's to do. Oh, with, sorry, uh, wrong, wrong podcast. Wrong, wrong, podcast. Wrong, wrong podcast. I think it's to do with 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 Chelsea because if the team was lower down in the division and couldn't buy the players, you'd have players hanging yeah. around, and they would then become seasoned old pros or veterans that you'd have regularly visiting you in the uh, in the stands because the, the the club couldn't afford to buy other 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 more more brief briefly visiting um players from other countries as 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 happens with Chelsea I think it's because it's Chelsea they have to buy the top players yeah. and the top players don't have the same loyalty no, they don't I didn't you know what I think one player that might might be JT I could see him doing that no of course he would but I don't see any of the others no. anyway look moving on before I stop we start sound like we're gonna they're gonna rename the show last of the summer wine if we're not <laughs> careful um Martin looks a bit like uh, Foggy, it has to be said, and you are an who absolute. I, you I? are a, a shoo-in for the, the the scruffy one with the funny beanie hat. Compo, compo. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. And, oh, he, and he is definitely. You could be Clegg, and he is definitely. Well, I was going to say, I think Dan's more Clegg than I am, <laughs> really. That makes you Nora Batty, I suppose. I does. I am Nora Batty. Re- no, I think I'm, prob- I'm probably. I can't, who's the character who was in Nora Batty's shop? Who ran it? Who looked a bit like Elvis? You know what I mean. You know, don't worry. Um, anyway, um, moving swiftly along, I think we really should have a natter about what's going to happen next, um, starting uh, principally with the fact that we've got Goose hitting back. Um, is, it, is it good or bad, Smart, that we've got Goose back? I think it's good. Why is that? Because I think it's very important that, that, that a manager enjoys where he is and enjoys the job he's doing. And he's got great memories of Chelsea, <clears throat> and he'll want to bring all that back again. He left on good terms with the FA Cup. Wasn't quite such good terms with the uh, the referee over a bow in that semi final that year, but well, he very nearly got us to the Champions League. He very final. nearly I mean, got us to the Champions League. If we hadn't have been cheated out of it, he would have. <laughs> and it, I've, I'm, I'd be very, very confident that had we won that semi final, we would have won the final that year too. Mm. Mm. Talking of a semi, there's people that have, who are seeing this picture of Jonathan Kidd in his hat on Twitter, who are probably getting a semi right now. I think. That's, look at him. He looks like a movie star. That's a quality hat, mate. I've got to say, it's quality hat. quality head, though, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, what about this rumour that Drogba might be coming in in some capacity? I'm going to ask Dan this, because he might know more about it than we do. I mean, is this for real, Dan, or what? Well, Drogba, as I said, just happened to be back seeing his mates <coughs> in uh, in London. The Chelsea family. The Chelsea family. family. Yeah. Chelsea fam. Just happened to be in town when Chelsea were going through their biggest crisis of the year. And... Um, there is no tapping up going on here whatsoever, and uh, he will honour his contract at uh, another year he's got at uh, at uh, Montreal Impact. But he'll probably be assistant manager fairly quickly. Um, they, they they seem to want him. They want his presence. They want his sort of belief. They want him to be able to put an arm around the kids. And he can probably just, do his badges while he's while he's yeah, last yeah. year football as well, can he? 
and and also obviously one of the biggest part of it is they realise it's very very unpopular sacking Mourinho and they want to carry favour with the fans. Mm. I mean, they, 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 I mean, you yeah, know, that's they, a very good point. Now, though, it's yeah. it's really interesting because I did a I did a little um, interview with the the wonderful, lovely Mark Pugatch actually, who, who's a, who's a splendid chap, as is John Murray, who I'd never met before, who's probably got one of the loveliest radio voices I've ever heard. Was this on Radio Five? Yeah, at lunchtime before the match with Tim. And Tim was there with his supporters' trust hat on, and I got to have my Chelsea fancast hat on, which meant I could really say what I wanted, which is always much more fun. And Mark's final question was, you know, was it a good thing whether you know that we've got uh, you know hitting back? And I said, well, if you consider that the alternative was one day Ramos, I think that really tells you everything you need to know. And actually, it tells me, as Dad, Dan's alluding to, that the club are trying. They've, I think that they know how monumentally they shot themselves in the foot by hiring Benitez. Yeah. And they they really to, they do know this. Down that route they, they really know this. I know yeah. this for a fact. They know. And, you know, I, having witted on and bleated on about how unimportant we are, I think they do take account of they know what there'll be saying. a reaction yeah. for, well, the, the Benitez set a precedent didn't it it, it did so well, they, they, they also, won't do that again they so. also know likely before the end of the season they're going to ask, have to ask a lot of those fans for their CPO shares so that's that's also a consideration there isn't yeah, it yeah it is, um, is it, do you think that'll be the end of the season before the end of the season I presume put, put, so, a, yeah. put a month on it difficult to say but you know, it'll be whenever Roman says let's do it yeah. let's well roll. the agenda's coming up in January so I, it, won't I don't think, it won't be on the AGM yeah. All right. Let, I'm going to part that because that's a whole bloody yeah, show in yeah, itself. Yeah. But it's a good point, nevertheless. Um, in terms of who 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 we might get in, I mean, you're talking about this whole kind of end of innocence, you know, end of an era type thing. I really don't care. Actually, I, I now don't care. I don't care who we get. We get Mike fucking Bass, Bassett in as far as I care. I really. Oh, you do. Really I don't mean. because I know that they're not going to be there for more than eighteen months to two years. Right. Well, okay. but if they right? shit, they're definitely not going to be more. Well, than okay. Months. I care if it. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I give I you Brendan Rodgers. No, I care about that. I don't yeah, want Rodgers. Yeah, to me neither. Mate. Okay. Dreadful. That was a very stupid sure. thing to say. I'm yeah. gonna, right, in, in true ripping yarn style, I'm now going to go out outside and shoot myself and then come back in and start again. Yes, of course I care. I wouldn't want Benitez back. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want anybody I hate with a passion back. But what I'm really saying is, it, does it really matter who we get apart from that obvious yeah, Of course it matters. Things? Well, Simeone. I don't like him because he's Argentinian yeah, and he, he mugged Bekhamov. He, he can't speak English. He's, he's made, negative made, made as a no manager. He's to to to... Uh, be interested in the job so far, so I can't see them. He's Mourinho light. I mean, you know what's if they do that, he'll just try and import most of, of Atletico. Won't well, haven't, haven't we already done? Going to say yeah, we've already tried to do that. <laughs> I bet Felipe Luis will be delighted to come back. <laughs> um, what about? I mean, Pellegrino. I mean, oh, oh no, no. Please, he's please. the man Emanalo wants. Why does Emanalo want him? Because did if he you play look... for him at all or something? Uh, not sure. I think he might have done actually. Yeah, I think he might have. But but you know, if you look at the runners and the riders at the moment, it's not going to be Pep because he's not going to come anywhere near Chelsea because no, he's, he's going to City. You know, then you, that sort of leaves you with Simeone or Pellegrino or Pellegrini. Or Pellegrino, in honour of Jose. Which which one of these two men do you think? Which one of these two men do you think Michael Emanalo wants to share an office with? Because it ain't going to be Simeone, is it? No. Not a very easy life. Well, man. I think if Simeone will demand that Emanalo sacked, I expect you know if he's got anything about him. But I, you know, I, I'm not massively keen on on Simeone. Um, you know, I'm not massively keen on on. Well, I'm obviously not keen on Pellegrini because I don't think he's good enough. He's proved that time and time again. Uh, I'm not really very keen on Pep, although I accept that he's probably quite a good manager. Forget it; he's not coming in. I quite like Klopp, but he's gone to Liverpool, so he's now untouchable. Um, I like Ancelotti. Can we have Ancelotti back? I like. Well, he's gone to Bayern. Bayern. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, Slam you know. Village. 
<laughs> uh, do you know what? Apart from the West Ham connection, I like Slavin Bilic. So do I. He's, he smokes, he plays the electric guitar, and he speaks five languages, and he's nails. I like him. Since he Good uh, fell too. over in the semi World, World Cup semi-final after Laurent Blanc got nowhere near him, and he fell over holding his face, and he got Blanc sent off, he's not been my favourite. Oh, well, I don't like Blanc, and that, that worked for me. Oh, it worked for you, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. I, don't, I never liked Blanc. Larry White. <laughs> you know, no. Just because of his name, you didn't like him. I didn't like him because... Uh, I don't know why. There's something about Larry White I've never liked. And that, that antipathy has increased the longer he stayed at PSG. PSG. Yeah. And, of course, he played for United. The only decent thing that Larry White ever did was he used to kiss uh, Fabien Barthez on, on his the, bald on head. Right he did, yeah. And I used to do that to a friend of mine who was bald. As, as, every time I saw them, I would give him a kiss what, on the head. in the street? Yeah. Oh, you know, not when you played football with them? No, no, no. no was, my, he, was he very little? I hung my boots up about 30 years ago, Jonathan. Yeah, okay. Was know. he a very little bloke then? So well, yes, otherwise I wouldn't have been able he didn't to, have, would didn't I? have to stoop. He I, wouldn't, stoop. I wouldn't have been able to, would I, no, if he hadn't have been little? Necessarily, he could have been, he could have been on a chair. Jonathan, yeah. I think it's time for you to put your magic hat back on because we are <laughs> waffling. Um, there's, a, there's a guy who's available, who knows the territory, who Chelsea have chased in the past, knows West London intimately. Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock. Yeah, it's on there. <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> Zuriel, <laughs> Zuriel's already... He, 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 Wanker. he saw you coming, mate, I tell oh. you. Well, what about Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank in a, in a couple of years? Well, I'll give him a couple of years. I wouldn't have a problem with Jimmy being no, a manager. He's got massive Chelsea connections. Mm. Uh, he's he clearly bonkers. And, and he's young. He's a no, young manager. I mean, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't you have a... Would you have a problem with that? He needs to prove himself there's first. Another, I agree it? with Steve that. Steve Phoebe there says, Pardew. There's another one that we uh, talked about in, in the pub before we came here. That, oh, we talked about Pardew. Sparky Marky. Yeah, Mark Hughes, mm. big Chelsea supporter. Yeah. Great little period with us. Mm. Now playing some <coughs> decent football with Stoke, but he's, can also mix uh, it. He's re-established himself, hasn't he, after yeah. his, uh, I, I'd sp- you his know, Fulham Sparky's. gaff, thinking he was yeah. going to be taken on by Villa, and nothing happening. Sparky would be a good choice. I mean, Pardew, again, stood on the terraces at, at Chelsea as a kid, you know, and as a, I think he's a good manager. You know, I, I, I that's what I'm saying. I, I, I would be happier, in a way, given the mad circus and cycle of chaos that we're always going to be in forever and ever and ever, amen. It would be nice to get somebody that at least we have some sort of affinity with or have some affinity with us, rather than some foreign mercenary. They might keep hitting for a period if he does competently and wait until old, somebody mate. else becomes available. 69. He is 69. 69. Good age, but, uh, yeah. you know, old. But what, what will his role be? What will Hiddink's role be, essentially? Will he just oversee training and let Holland get on with it? He just becomes a kind no, of... No, no, he's, he's a proper tracksuit guy. Now, I saw Alan May score has got the post of the evening. Get Dan Petrescu involved again. He loves Chelsea. That's a very good point, actually. Dan Petrescu would love to get a yeah. job in the Premier League in London. Yeah, there you go. And you know, Dan's have that from very, very good authority. Well, Dan himself. Dan himself. Yeah, he's always coming <laughs> out. Whenever he's asked, he always says that. I don't know. I just think that they need to think about it a bit more broadly than... What a player. Somebody said this. I don't know where it was, whether it was on Twitter or what, but somebody put a really good post up saying that, it, you know, basically it's like all of the big top clubs in Europe now. It's just like they're all billionaire playthings and they just swap managers like people, you know, in the old days would swap wives, you know. So, PS, you know, there's a little kind of there's a managerial merry-go-round, but then there's the billionaires one. So, United, PSG, Bayern, Barcelona, Real Madrid, they just swap them round. So, they might have be, a bit more creativity. So, they might be, might be managers, but actually, what they are is just assets for the business. Well, I don't know. I, I I find it all a bit depressing, really. I've got to be honest. I'm a bit depressed tonight. I should have drunk more in the pub before we started. But there you go. Um, here's another thing for you. Final point on all of this, really. Um, you know. Roman apparently uh, is very enamoured of his project to have the best academy in the world and, and some of the best youth players in the world and all the rest of it and yeah. apparently he wants to bring them into the side you know 
if if Mourinho had a fault, and let's face it, he had quite a few. I think it's quite fair to say that one of them was his resistance to playing, uh, you know, breaking youth players into the team. Isn't this a good time for us to actually do that? Or put it around another way: if I see Hiddink playing the same eleven players to the end of the year, I'm going to be a bit pissed off. I think. Because surely this is a time to try and keep Raymond well, depend, happy and bring some players in. Depends how far we in. go up the division. Depends whether we we win against Watford. It depends if we if, if we um, manage to avoid being near the relegation zone, doesn't it? It's fairly certain you'll be seeing a bit more Ruben Loftus Cheek in the new year. Um, who, who, who there is definitely a feeling high up as already almost being lost down the McEachern path because of the management of him by Mourinho, or what it seems as the mismanagement of him by Mourinho. Um, and there's a feel to almost reprogram him and to bring him back into the joys of playing football. So I think we'll see a bit more of Ruben Loftus Cheek. Any, any he, up? Sorry, John. He, 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 he harmed him, did he, Mourinho? Well, was it, was it on the training ground that he did that? Or? He's obviously, I mean, he's ov- obviously not the guy's confidence because he's played him a few games. Uh, he played some. He, of, played, he played in the Villa game, for example, the first half, and he substituted him. Exactly. Yeah, and, and I don't know what that does to a young kid's ego because I. Everyone looked, looked around me and everyone thought he'd had a crack in half of football. Mm, yeah, we all did. Other than me, I didn't. I, I, I remember the podcast that we did around that. I thought he played well that day, but I think overall he had looked a bit out of his depth and I'd also had it on good authority that he wasn't obeying orders and tracking back enough. So, you know. That's why he got substituted. Yeah. No, it was, if you remember, it was the very first thing in the first couple of minutes yeah. he had the opportunity yeah. to put William in and, William in and he... Yeah. Um, he passed to Costa instead, and, from, and yeah. Mourinho shouted at him. And this, this is seen through the eyes of somebody who doesn't have a pre-match drinking ritual. <laughs> well, me, me, you mean? Yeah, yeah that's true. Otherwise, you otherwise remember I, details. I remember like details. That. I mean, oh, yes, I'm not pissed. No, I read yeah. the paper afterwards or watch <laughs> Manchester yeah. Day to find out what happened to the game <laughs> that I was actually at. But there you go, Martin. Yeah, we probably have a better time than I do. Then. Well, well, yes, probably. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I, I've, I've, and I must do this before the end of the season. I need you to invite me back. I know I, I disgraced you and embarrassed you wholeheartedly, but I really enjoyed that day with you. Yes, there is a space watching for the you football. towards the end of the I, season. I, I have to say, I really enjoyed it. You can come on Boxing Day if I don't get anybody else. I'm not, I'm not here. No, oh, you're no, no, in no I, I'm, Well, I'm, as I will allude to later, I'm, I'm, I'm the uh, definite proponent of uh, having a, a football winter break. Like the Germans. So you're going do. to be doing that, are you? Yeah, I ain't come. I'm, I'm not back until uh, the cup match, Scunthorpe. Okay. But no, I'd love to because actually I really enjoyed watching the football with you. Yeah, yeah, actually, you were good fun. It, it was great fun. You almost got thrown out, but I've you were got good a fun. I did. Feeling I'm going to have a spare ticket for the Scunthorpe match. Aren't you? You should have told me that before I spent money on it. Mind you, I need yes. the loyalty points. So hey ho. I've only just realised I've actually got a meeting that afternoon that I've got to go to. Okay. All right, Martin, I'm going to leave the final word with you. I mean, do you think this is a chance to bring some some youth through? I mean, you know, hang caution to the wind. I don't think we're going to get relegated, but I don't think that we're going to get into the top four. So why not? You know, do something different. I don't think the situation we're in now is is any reason to bring in youth or not to bring in youth. I mean, it's a case you have to bring them in when they're ready. Bring them in before they're ready could ruin them. Mm. I mean, actually, do you know what? It's really interesting. One of the most interesting things I've seen recently on this issue, and I've got to be honest with you, I am quite conflicted about it, but I, I thought... What was really interesting, I don't know if Dan saw this or not, but like when Frank was on, I, well, you probably didn't because, of course, you were at the, the game. game, yeah. On the Leicester game, they had Frank on Sky <coughs> and they asked him about the youth. And Frank's point was, you cannot put the youth in when the team are playing badly. It will destroy them. Yes. It's the worst thing That's to true. do. Mm. And I thought, you know what, if Frank Lampard says that, I'm, you know, I'm okay. 
because Frank kind of knows what he's talking about. And I thought, mm, fair point. I think you'll, you'll start seeing a few more of them. You're not going to see seven or eight youth team players in the team. But when we start playing well, when we start winning games, you're going to start by seeing one or two coming on in the second half. Maybe, hopefully, they'll build them up enough so they'll be able to start Maybe. a game. Can they recall anybody? Uh, Nathan Ake seems to be playing very well for Watford. Uh, Depends on the contract. Depends on the contract, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not I think, I, I think Aki's on a season long. Is he? They tend to do season long deals now. Right. But I mean, you can always recall someone if you really want to. Mm. You say Ruben Loftus Cheek's confidence was shot, but then isn't that true of the whole squad at the moment? Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Everybody's confidence <coughs> is shot. I mean, even the second half performance against Sunderland wasn't terribly good, was it? No, it got flaky. The second they scored the goal, then uh, yeah. um, well, they, they all just looked, a, they all looked very said, dubious, looked very fragile. I actually said during the game to anyone who was prepared to listen that if Sunderland scored the next goal, yeah. it would very, did. very windy. Marini almost yeah, did. Yeah, he did. And also, I'm afraid to say that Courtois looked very dubious, which I was very yeah. disappointed What about. Benny the Blue's got a tweet here. Can you recall people, willy-nilly? I, I don't know about willy-nilly, but I'd like to see naughty-naughty recall. <laughs> And on that wonderful joke of a point, um, I would just like to say, really, that what I would like, guys, is to, I would just like to, there to be some t- sort of a long-term plan and vision for what we're trying to do as a football club, what we're trying to do on the no, pitch, what we're trying to do with the players. And, I, and, and again, I think this is adding to my despondency that I just realised, I, I feel that we had a chance with Jose to do that, deluded though that may have been. We had a chance and we've... And we've Balls it up again, and we're going to be uh, right back to where we were. I, I mean, CFC away, who I love to pieces and had the pleasure of his company uh, over a few Guinnesses on Saturday. I think he he, he posted a picture of the Moscow State Circus, and, and basically just that's all he did. And I thought, <laughs> well, there you go. That kind of sums up. Anyway, look, um, we're going to have a quick break, and then we've got part four, last part of the show. Uh, and I have to tell you, we've got some great uh, emails that are all you know, kind of round up these issues very nicely. So we'll see you in a second. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Footballfancast.com. Right, welcome back. Uh, I'm Sanford Chidge, and you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast, the last part where we have a little bit of a roundup of stuff. Uh, uh, but to kick it off, Jonathan, um, we've got two fan fantastic emails which kind of relate to everything that we've been talking about tonight and if you would if you would like to do the honours I'd like to just get my glasses if that's okay what page is that oh for god's sake page four there we go use my script it's the right page thank you very much yes hello everybody he gets paid to do this it frightens me absolutely frightening it frightens me too It's all right, he hasn't died. That's not one of his death ones. That's him clearing his throat. Dear fellow Blues, like most of you, I'm absolutely gutted that Jose is gone. He was our greatest ever manager, will always be remembered as a Chelsea legend. However, having seen the fans' reaction to his sacking, I can't help feeling that one person in particular has escaped blame for this sorry mess. Jose himself. Before I elaborate, I want to remind your listenership that only a few months ago I sent an email to the fancast in an effort to rally support for Jose, for the fans to sing his name more from the stands. I've always fully supported him while he was in the job, but now that he's gone, I've been able to look back with a more critical eye, and I think he has to shoulder a significant portion of the blame. Yes, the board fucked up big time this summer with a farcical transfer window. They also should have done more to back him over the past months, both publicly and internally. 
they've become too clever about balancing books and meeting FFP. One board member in particular needs to go. I don't need to name the individual. Palpable discord there, I think. The yes, the individual. Yeah, yes, good. the players have a lot to answer for. Many turned up overweight or demotivated for pre-season. Almost all of them have, have had a sustained dip in form. Some appear to have turned rouge. No, rogue, I think the word is. And revolted. I, no, ru- I prefer rouge. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, darling. <laughs> I've turned rouge. rouge. Turned rogue and revolted against Jose. Something that can't be forgiven. They need to be made an example of so the rot can stop. Sadly, I doubt that will happen. So no one can argue that Jose's been dealt a crap hand this season. But... He is a manager, one of the best in the world in his field. A football manager can be defined as one who is in charge of the training and performance of the team. So if players are overweight, not motivated and performing as badly as we've, as we've been, then I'm afraid much of the blame has to lie with our recently departed special one. Jose has contributed more than his fair share to our current situation. Eva Gate. Number two, humiliating players in public. Number three, refusing to play the youth. Number four, media battles and campaign conspiracies, which he grossly overplayed. He knew what he was getting himself in for when he came back. FFP, youth policy, etc. If he was serious about staying here for the long haul, as he proclaimed, then he would have known the best thing in this situation would be to keep his head down and just get through the season. With the fans backing and the board's obvious mistakes, he could easily have survived a trophyless season, even failure to make top four. It also created a perfect opportunity to blood some of our youth, get them integrated. With a fruitful transfer window next summer, we will be good to go again next August. It would have been a bad season, but one with harsh lessons learnt and experience gained. United under Ferguson had plenty of such seasons. Instead, he did the exact opposite. He threw his toys out of the pram from match day one and continued in that vein for the next five months, managing to antagonise everyone from the owner to the opposition ball boys. It's almost like his ego wouldn't let him grind it out. So we're now back at square one, the circus club, player power winning over stability, clowns in the boardroom, the team under the guidance of yet another interim boss. If there was anyone who could change the culture of our club, then I thought it would be Jose. The only way he could have achieved that is with longevity. And because he's contributed significantly, significantly to his own exit, I feel that on some level, Jose, more than anyone, has let us all down. The king is dead. Long live the interim king. James in Winchester. Now, what, did great. Brilliant letter. Brilliant. Yes, really Brilliant. great, great, great reading, Jonathan, and great letter, James. And also, he's in Winchester, where I am. James, we, you and I need to have a beer, mate. You should get in touch and we'll, we'll have a beer locally. Um, somebody's asked a very pertinent question, uh, Jonathan, which is, have you considered voiceovers? Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Can, yeah. you, can you put me in touch with anybody? There we go. I might be able to. You I know one so or much. two people. That'd be yeah, lovely. I do. Thanks very much. Uh, no, that was... Br- that, that, I mean, the weird thing... That's a, that a brilliant letter, isn't it? And mm. it, it pretty much sums up, you know, A, what we've said on the show tonight, but also there is there's, there's that conflict, isn't there, you know? Well, but that was the point, exactly the point. Hello? The last Hello? paragraph. Hello? The last paragraph is exactly the point that I made earlier. That, that, that I'm disappointed that Jose didn't behave the right way to deal with all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. great email. Dan, got any comments on that? That's always brilliant. That's all I can say. Very, very good letter. Yeah. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say because you can't see that because we don't Mrs. have it on Chidge TV. Is in but the Miss, house. Mrs. Chidge uh, sneaking past, trying to pretend that we couldn't see her. So I outed her because I'm like that basically. 
Um, James, that's a brilliant email, mate. And I, I think it again, as I said, I think it sums up you know pretty much most of what we've said tonight. Uh, will you put it, Oliver Reed says, will you put it in full on the Facebook page, please? Uh, I don't know if I should do that. Actually, you've had it on the show. It's well because I don't know if James wants it to go on Facebook. You know, right? We've got another one, Jonathan, which is equally good as I recall. Now this one's from Pasha Saberi, who is uh, based out in San Diego. So really like that then? No. Hey, Chidge, hope you're well. That's very New York. That's it's not been a while since I was last in touch. That's I know. not West Coast I know, at all. I was just doing my... Do you, do, you have a we- do you have a West Coast in your repertoire? Hello there, Chidge. Hope you're well. It's been a while since I was last in touch. That's still a bit New York, mate. It's still a bit true. East Coast. I know, it's true. Actually. Actually. Can you say yeah. rouge in that accent? Yeah, rouge. No, I have a rouge. 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 It was spelt rouge rather it was. than rogue. rogue. He meant rogue, but I, I like rouge. I know. <laughs> I just thought I just thought I had to read it as it was. Hello, Chidge. Hope you're well, mate. No, let's not do that one. All right. Yeah, that's right. Um, Hello, Chidge. Hope you're well. It's been a while since I was last in touch. Unbelievable that the club has done it again. I want to offer this view on the scenario as I'm seeing lots of rubbish and stupid things being said by Chelsea people online. No, surely not. (laughs) (laughs) Panicking. Emotionally, I'm 100% behind the dressing room needing to take responsibility for Jose's sacking. But reflecting back on events, Jose definitely takes some of the blame as well. This season, you can fault Jose for being stubborn with his selection policy and tactics when they weren't working, not giving players like Remy and and RLC a chance when he said he would. Finally this season, there was the Dr. Fiasco. Not not Dr. Mark, of course. No, not Dr. Mark. Overall, during his tenure, you can also fault Jose's ability to nurture and hang on to talented youth players like Lukaku and De Bruyne. Now, compared to the teams with Mourinho, Mark One, Spine, Czech, JT, Ash, Frank, Didier, we've had before. We've had before. This team is weak. They show a lack of mental toughness and championship-winning desire. Eden even admitted earlier this year in an interview when he said, "When he scores a goal, he's satisfied. He doesn't strive to score more." Can you imagine Didier saying that? Can you imagine Frank saying that? No, you can't, because the constant striving for greatness was what made those players such strong characters that lead Chelsea to win no matter who was in charge. Having DDA, JT and Czech was massive for us last year. He got us over the line when we were underperforming. DDA's performance at Leicester was huge. It took a massive personality to do that here. Mm. This current team has no personality like it in the squad. Mourinho, of course, has to take his share of the blame, but for the players to get off without taking responsibility when the manager gets sacked, that's wrong. Most of the squad let their manager down, and in turn, the club and its supporters down. I thought Roman would keep Jose, sell some players in January, and bring in much-needed reinforcements, and especially some characters that will buy into Mourinho's cult of personality that demands winning and moulds champions. However, the club's hierarchy has really shown their true colours yet again. Who knows it's worked in the past and may work again. What hurts about this the most is that he was one of us and he is our greatest manager ever and we will most likely never see him at our club again. The thought of him at another English club, Man United, makes me sick. At the end of the day though, lads, as much as we love players and managers, we support Chelsea Football Club and through thick and thin, whether the first or the third division, over land and sea and fucking Leicester. <laughs> we will continue to support our football club. Pasha Saberi. What a brilliant, uh, another brilliant another post. Great <laughs> yeah, I actually, I got that one. I should tell you, actually, because people never do this, but uh, I know people bellyache about the, the Facebook group, and there are many insensible reasons as to why. Are they not, Andy? Mm-hmm. This was posted as a message to me on the Chelsea Fancast fan page on Facebook. Mm. I found that once. Yeah. 
So there we go. So you know, you get it, you get it read out if you put it on there. But they were brilliant. Well, I think round of applause for Pasha as well. <laughs> Pasha showed lots of passion. See what I've done there? Very good, Chidge. Okay. Well, I just think that beautifully sums up pretty much everything that we were saying. Now, uh, before we disappear uh, to uh, for our Christmas break, uh, a couple of little uh, usual shout outs. CFC UK. Uh, the new CFC UK was out on Saturday. Um, I have been praised by Mark Worrell for my uh, for my piece this this month, which I praise indeed. Uh, I can also tell you, Martin, we get a mention in there. We do. We do. Page yes, nine. We are in the Sheditorial. Yeah. No, no, we're not in the Sheditorial. We're in Chelsea. No, Chelsea Guevara. Trust me, I'm a Chelsea supporter. We do. We get a mention because of the award. Mm. But I was, very, and you get a mention for your birthday in January. That's what you're in there for. How did they know? And tell, and tell you. Yeah, it was quite bizarre. Cheltel and 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 Doctor Mark co-presenters of the Chelsea fans. Didn't know you'd been promoted, mate. There you go. No, I'm surprised Joel got a mention. He's, he's he's still living off that, obviously, which is good for him. No, brilliant stuff. Well done, uh, well done, the Shedditor for or Charles Guevara for including us in that. But anyway, yes, uh, Walter's done a lovely article this month, as has Tim, as has Marco, and as has Kelvin, who I mentioned earlier on about the Bobby Campbell one. So it's a cracker. There are many others too, Dean, uh, because we might lo- you know great writing in the CFC UK actually, not not said enough, but it's it's some some good pieces in there, and of course you can get it at the home games, so it will be available uh, the next game, which is of course Watford on Boxing Day, um, and then there's another one that will be out at the beginning of January. I've already had the deadline for that, which is at the end of this month. So there we go. Anyway, opposite Fulham Broadway Tube, of course. Go and say hello to Marco. Uh, even better, if it's cold and inclement, bring him a hot chocolate. Hmm. He does uh, really appreciate that because he go. I tell you what, mate. He, he says he's getting premature arthritis by having to stand out there all day, over the years. It's a really thankless task, and he's a lovely, lovely bloke. Two, now, two nil Gooners. If you can't uh, get there in person, do not worry. You can either get it digitally by sus- subscribing online at cfcuk.net, uh, or if you're in North America, as in Canada and the US, you can follow the Twitter account cfc at cfcukusa. Uh, and uh, if anyone's interested in getting a hard copy, uh, you can contact Dan Lundberg on Twitter at D L U N D B E R G underscore, or just tweet at CFC UK USA, and Dan will sort you out. Now, Chelsea Supporters Trust, uh, of course, uh, join the trust, get your voice heard by the club. And I think, um, you know, on the point of the trust, I have to say that Tim. The chairman did a fantastic job last week as the news broke. It was quite mad. Uh, his and my phone were were just like in meltdown for about four hours. But And I wasn't around. I was stuck in Winchester and I had things to do, so I couldn't really deal with it. And Tim was on everything. He was on BBC News several times, Sky. He was in, he, he wrote... I mean, he managed to get... And you'll, you'll appreciate this, Dan. He had an article that he'd written in The Guardian and in The Telegraph that went out on the same day. Good on, work. Yeah, how Good about... Work. Yeah, you and I know... How naughty that is. Yeah. But he, they asked him, so he said yes. So he got a lot of coverage about what we all generally feel about the Mourinho being sacked situation. He did a great job, and, uh, and well done him. Um, getting, the, getting our voice out there, which is what it's all about. Uh, five quid is all you have to pay to become a voting member. Of course, you don't have to pay. You can be a non-voting member for free. And what you need to do is to sign up at ChelseaSupportersTrust.com and, of course, that will entitle you to come to the meetings, come to any of the events that we do, and vote on the issues that directly affect you, and make sure you get that voice heard. And, of course, follow them at Chelsea S Trust. Dan? Can I just add one late agenda item, yes. supplementary to that, yes. and something that's come out this evening? Dan's been appointed as the interim manager. Thank you. Um, 
and that is that um, Damien Duff has today retired from football. Brilliant. Well remembered. Damien Duff, and uh, I was having a discussion with people on Twitter about this earlier on, and it's tough to say what is a legend and what isn't a legend. I don't think Damien Duff is a Chelsea legend, but I think most people who saw him play will always say he's one of their favourite players of all time, a sort of cult hero. Damien Duff, I Robin. Was there ever a better performance than Damien Duff's during that 4-2 against Barcelona? Absolutely right. Absolutely Um, right. What a lovely guy. And also said, stuff you Spurs. I don't want to play for you because I like Chelsea too much. Yeah, I know. That's actually a real... Damn, I'm I'm compelled to applaud. I think that's a fantastic point. I think I I would agree with you about the fact he's probably not a legend. But I mean, if he was going to be a legend, it surely has to be for his inclusion in the salary song. (laughs) Because there are not many people who get that. And just for those of you who don't know the third verse to the salary song... If Damien Duff don't tickle her muff, we'll send in Jeremy. Celery or Jeremy, depending on how drunk you are. Or Geremi, as some people called him. Geremi. Yes. Geremi. Geremi is wearing rouge today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, no, I think that's a cracking point. I think Duff was a great player, and I absolutely agree with you about that. He Barca was WYSIWYG. You and I. He was WYSIWYG. He was. Duff. What you see is what you get. Exactly. You and I were in the front of the shed end. Yes. For that match, up yes. a tier, weren't we? Yes. And we were going ballistic at that. Yes. 3 0 up inside 20 minutes. It yes. was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. I uh, loved that season with him and Robin playing yeah. together. I mm-hmm. thought that was completely. He's a proper wonderful. footballer, the like of which you don't really see now, which is kind of the point we were making earlier on. Did he stay long enough to become a legend? I don't nah. Not really, no. And he was always injured when he was he injured yeah. a lot, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. I used to love it when he used to come on, you know, and he'd like like do his kind of genuflect. Was it it's not genuflect? What is it? It's like, you he'd know. bend down. It is genuflect. Is it a genuflect? No, he genuflect and then what did his. Yeah, toes, balls. balls. Well, I, I love that season when Spectre, he spectacles, Spectre. testicles, wallet, 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 wallet yeah. I, lo- I love that season when you had him on one wing and Robin on the other. That was yep. brilliant. Yeah, it was good. Well, well played, Duffer. And amazingly, he's only just retired. I mean, you you would have thought he'd have retired ages ago. Actually, how, how old was he? Thirty-six. Who was he playing for? Newcastle, was it? Shamrock Rovers. Most Shamrock recently. Rovers. Shamrock Rovers yeah. The mighty Shamrock yeah. Rovers. Well, he came from Ireland anyway, didn't he? He did, he did, he did. And a nice lad as well, by all accounts. Mm. From what, really down, lovely down guy. To earth. Yeah. The, the, the only thing I say about him, he was an absolute nightmare to interview because he'd never really say anything because he'd always be mm. half asleep. Oh, bless him. Um, but a really chilled out, lovely guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, well played, Damien Duff. And well done, Dan, for reminding us because I think that was absolutely worth a mention. Right, as you've probably figured out, you lovely people out there, uh, this is, in fact, our last show of the year. Shame. I know. Well, unlike the Premier League, the Chelsea Fancast is a firm believer in a winter break. Uh, so we will not be back with you until Monday, January the 4th, when guess who we will have on the show? We will have Jonathan Kidd. Hey! We will have Dr. Mart. Whoa-ho! Who is weirdly doing his Dr. Strangelove <laughs> impersonation at mm. the moment for some Let's reason. Let's go, my boobs. No. Yes, it's the uh, well, I can't remember what he says, so I'm not going to even try. But anyway, Doctor Mart's back, as is Jonathan, and we. I think uh, I convinced him after a few pints on Saturday that we might have a guest appearance from Pablo. That'd be a rarity. So that would be good. And it was based on the fact he was talking so much sense at the time. And I thought, Pablo, you've got to come on the show on on, on the fourth because I, I can't not have you on here. Hopefully, he will remember and will turn up. It'd be nice to have someone on this talking sense, wouldn't it? Pablo always talks sense, and I, and the thing I like about Pablo is he quite often comes out with a contrary view. Oh, he very often does. You know, he's very contrary. Yeah, I and I do. Think I like about Pablo. Just like that. You, do what? you do said what? I think I like about Pablo. I think I like about Pablo. <laughs> yes, what you said. I like about Pablo. He's from Spain. <laughs> And he likes to wear rouge. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we got Pablo, Johnny, Kid, and Doctor Mark back, and uh, I hope they all have a great Christmas and New Year. But more to the point, I would like to wish 
all of you lovely people who who listen to the show every week and uh, post in Mixler and on Twitter, who voted for us in the Football Blogging Awards, which apparently we've won an award apparently down this year. Really? Do you I know that? Know that. I, know. I know we won best best football podcast at the Football Blogging Awards. Who knew? So thank you very much to you lot for helping us do that. I would like to wish you on behalf of the boys here a very, very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. And as I said, thanks to all of your support in 2015. And here's to a successful 2016. Starting with three points this year. Yes, that would be Against Watford. Now, um, which will be difficult. It will be difficult. Do not forget to follow this wonderful show on Twitter, at Chelsea Fancast. You can follow me, at Stamford Chidge. Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd. K-Y-double-D. K-Y-double-D. Dan at Dan Levine. Uh, I didn't put yours down, Mark. How remiss of me. You can follow Dr. Dr. Martin's Boots. Yeah, at Dr. Martin's Boots. That's I don't know how I missed you. That was stupid of me. And, of course, Andy, who is to be found at Chelslad19... Hang on, 66. Just the 66, isn't it? Yes, Chelslad66, which was the... uh, Celebrating the 50th anniversary of him going to Chelsea, 66, wasn't it? I'm, oh, I'm pulling your leg. There was it. That was a wonderful T-shirt we used to have. 60, 1966 was a great year. Gianfranco Zola was, was born. born. Yeah, yeah, remember that? Oh, good. Yeah. Same year as you were born, clearly. Yeah, yeah, obviously. So you and basically you and Franco Zola are basically brothers then. Exactly, that's what I've always thought. So there you go, that's where you can find us. Now, it's been brilliant having you lot on here. I've really enjoyed the show tonight. I thought we were quite measured for us, which it's is... Flown, uh, it? Yeah, no, no nappy shitting, as Tony time Gubber has, would say. Time has flown, It has yeah, flown. Really Tempest Fugit. Mm. Uh, Dan, all that. always great to see you. Thank you so much. I know you were a bit mediated out today, what with your Chelsea fans Can't channel. Can't be knackered, yeah. yeah. That hasn't stopped this week. Thankfully, cheers for having me. Thankfully, they're only 10 minutes. You know, here's two hour shift. Here I give you a lot more love. You do, and we get more insight as a result of it. Yeah. And I get a lot less pay. A lot less pay. I know. Hundred percent less. hundred percent less, exactly. But you know, infinitely you, less. Hopefully you get entertained. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully yeah. you get entertained. No, never let it be said. Dan gives his time for free. And he's probably the only one of us all that deserves to get paid. So he that's is. quite nice really, isn't it? You could just put him on his own, couldn't you? Yeah, that that would be a more of a punishment than a you know. Uh-huh. I think, but anyway, no, Dan. As always, brilliant to have you on, and thank you so much for your support on the show this year because you've been you've been more regular this year, I think, than uh, than the average bowl of bran flakes. It's, yeah, it's the centre I keep on taking. I know, so I'm really glad yeah. to have you on board. It's been lovely it's to have you here. Have a fantastic Christmas, mate. Thank you, and you, I know, and, and one and all. Yes, I know you won't get a break because you've got to go to the football, unlike me. I've got to go to bloody Manchester on Monday. Palace as well. Yep. Yep. All there over the go. shop. Hey ho! We'll have a lovely Christmas, have a safe Christmas, and eat lots and drink even more. Jonathan, again, it's been lovely to see you. Lovely to be on again. I know. And I'm um, on again. In the you, next are, one. you are. You oh, are. You I can't are. You are. It. There's a slight schedule change, which I'll tell you about after oh, we've gone I'm off air. Not on again you are on the fourth. That. No, you are. You are. You are. Don't oh. worry. I'll tell you in a bit. But have a lovely, lovely Christmas and New Year. Thank you very much. And you. Uh, I won't see you on Boxing Day because I won't be there. No. But uh, shout loud for me. I will. I'll think of you standing yeah. up and being told to sit down. Don't get thrown out because no, I want to sit with you again. You know, before the season's out, and I would hate for you to get thrown up before that happens. But have a lovely Christmas. Thanks for all your support this year. You've been an absolute trooper. No, I think it's been been great fun. Good stuff. Excellent show tonight. Enjoyed it. And last, but by no means least, apart from Andy, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, great to see you on the show. Smart. Great to be. It's nice to have you back. It is. Although I know we're going to be seeing you a little bit less. A little bit less in the new year. Other other things. Are, I'm getting pulled. Ooh. In several directions. You normally only get a lemon at half time. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, I should make this clear before people start, you know, rumour mongering and before we start seeing articles in the Daily Mail. Um, I'm not sacking Martin. 
okay, next year. It's Shame. just that he has other priorities in his life. Mm. And, of course, he has to, you know, what people might not know is that Martin has to go all the way back to Henley after doing this show. Yeah. So he will be on a lot less, but he will still be with us on the odd show. Yeah? yeah? I will. I will. Once a month, maybe? <laughs> doing, yeah, well, something like that. Yeah, good. Yeah. All right. So don't, don't fret. You'll still have Martin. Because I think it's important to have, like, you know, one of the originals here. Continuity. You and me were the first two on it, we you were. know. So we, yeah. need, we need that continuity. But anyway, have a great Christmas and New Year. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it this year. Good. We're, we're heading up north. Lovely. You know. Lovely. And uh, it's been lovely having you on the show, as I said. And thank you for your support, as always. Have and a I'd, good I'd one. wish our listener... A happy Christmas yes. as well. I'm getting there. Don't worry, I've yeah. forgotten about them. Andy, as always, great to see you, you in the Doctor Evil chair. Have a fantastic Christmas and New Year, and I will see you in the new. Yep. So okay. there we go. Lovely to see you as always. Now, uh, you lot out there, as I've already said, happy Christmas and happy New Year. Thanks so much for your support. It's very, very much appreciated. We love you all. Uh, but as I said, thanks to my wonderful guest this week. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chill. Up the chills! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.